Alexia Wheat. God, if your life had a face, I would punch it. Yeah. Wait, what? Let me ask you something. Why would a review make the point of saying someone's not a genius? Do you think I'm especially not a genius? Veronica, why are you pulling my dick? Welcome to a very special bonus edition of the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is episode number 153, Wish Upon a Star, the first ever Friday bonus. So why is this a a bonus episode? Why did we decide to do this one as a bonus episode? Because this is like It's very Freaky Friday-esque, by the way. Yeah. Okay. That's true. There we go. The Friday bonus episodes, which we're starting right now and which will <laughs> happen occasionally will just be things that we just throw in as like a special little thing for people. All right. This if, has the potential to be really fun and could potentially go wildly off the rails. That's right. I think a lot of our listeners are probably going to look at this and think, "Oh, a Disney Channel TV movie from the 90s, like who cares?" Well, <laughs> first of all, how dare yeah, you? Yeah, I'm repulsed. Second of all, this will be reaction. our greatest episode ever. I have a deep history with Disney Channel original movies. All right, well, before we do that, I'm just saying, (laughs) in the future... I'm already excited. Things like audio commentaries, which they may exist still. I don't know. Things that we just don't feel like should be the regular episodes, necessarily. And so for this one, even though I think it's going to be our greatest episode ever... Yeah, till now. I know that people aren't going to be thrilled with this as a choice, so they'll still get the regular episode probably Sunday night or Monday morning, and then this is a special thing. And we're not going to do it every month. We're not going to do a Friday bonus during the Greatest October. And yeah. you know, whatever. I, do these get their own intro? Random. No. Regular okay. intro, regular right. episode number. It's just an extra episode. That's really all it is. <laughs> all right, so your history with Disney uh, yeah, so TV I, movies. I was actually talking with Lindsay about it the other day. I was really watching a lot of these movies at an age when I was like probably too old for it, but was still really into it. Yeah, and I think I, everybody feels that yeah, way, because well, I feel that way too. Disney Channel did this thing where like every month they kind of had a movie of the month. Johnny Tsunami, Xenon, Xenon the Sequel, Brink. <laughs> I do remember Brink. I don't remember those other ones. So they, you, you were probably aged out at this point of the I other ones. I don't think ones. I even saw Brink, but I remember that title. Right. And I loved it, and I would be in on it every month. And sometimes they just play like other Disney movies, not necessarily right. Disney I do originals. kind of vaguely remember this, and I was really into it. I was in middle school, but I, I was still kind of middle too- school. I was probably like in high school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, older middle school, on my way to high school. I think one of the reasons that I was like so invested and so into, first of all, the movies were always super fun and enjoyable. <laughs> okay, but 
Also, like, I think just, like, not having the Disney Channel as, like, a younger kid. Yeah, neither did I. I think that had an impact on me. When it became, like, a kind of readily available channel that, like, most people had. Yeah. I, I watched it, like, a shitload. So, yeah. Well, I have two younger sisters, as do you. Right. So. True. Yeah. So that, you know, it was a gateway. <laughs> Certainly it was a gateway. You could always have that excuse right. as to why I mean, you're I watching it. I watched so many of them. Motocross, for those keeping score at home. The only one that I remember that I really liked was a little picture called Suzy Q, starring Amy oh, Jo Oh, yeah. Johnson. You're going deep into the <laughs> archives for that one. Hell yeah. Yes. With the pink Power Ranger in it. Yeah. Amy Jo Johnson. That's right. Another good one. Yeah, this originally aired in 96, but I'm guessing that our memory of it is the popular re-air from 2002. Yes. Which drew like 3.4 million viewers, according to Wikipedia. Okay, yeah. So I would have been in high school at that point. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah. Well, too old, but very into it. It's possible that I saw it before that, but I don't know. My memory is terrible. It seems like 2002 would have been late for me to have seen it, but I don't Eh. know. I just can't imagine that I saw it when it first aired in 96, though. Yeah, me Definitely not me. (laughs) First of all, before we get into Wish Upon a Star, there's going to be a lot to say about it. But we should point out that we forgot to do our recommendations in the Rear Window episode. That's true. It's a good point. That episode was a disaster. (laughs) You know. I think it came out okay in the end. It did. It was a bumpy ride, but we got there. It was rushed somehow. (laughs) Probably didn't do it justice. No. It's going to be embarrassing that we're going to talk about Wish Upon a Star <laughs> much more than we talked about yeah, an Alfred Hitchcock classic. Way more enthusiasm. <laughs> but that's the way it is on this show. I think so, yeah. I think people who have been with us and know our history and know our episodes would not be surprised by that in the least. Oh, they see this one pop into the feed, they're like, oh yeah, we see where this one's heading. <laughs> and then they look at that runtime, three hours and 11 minutes, yeah. and they're like, oh no. <laughs> it got a little wild. Follow the show on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, thanks for all the tweets recently, too. Some reactions going on out there. It's nice to know that people are listening. Any interaction on Twitter or any review or anything is nice. Even just a text to Matt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It keeps us going. Anything. <laughs> so thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend. Thanks for getting the word out there. So Wish Upon a Star, I'm sure there's a significant amount of our listeners that have no familiarity whatsoever with this movie. Yeah, and I'm... And yet, I feel like a lot of people probably watched it, though. Did you and I watch this movie over the last few years, or did we actually just talk about it? No, we did. We did, okay. Yeah, we did. I couldn't remember if we actually (laughs) followed through with watching it. I feel like I've watched Wish Upon a Star more times in the last five years than any other movie. Because I I certainly (laughs) remember when we were like talking about it a lot, but... Obviously, I did not remember that Danielle Harris, Halloween gal, yes. was the one sister. I think when we rewatched this, we were talking about yes, it, Yes, right. That's what I mean. That's yeah. when I became aware of it. Obviously, when I was younger. Oh, yeah. When I was younger, I didn't know who either of the right, girls Right, but were. I, I think I watched the Halloween 4 or 5. Yeah, but when you're uh, younger, you're not as good at you're not recognizing this, right. that. You're not yeah. even thinking like that. Exactly. These people would never be in other movies. They're real people. Yeah. They're not actors. This is a documentary. That's right. Yes. Where people switch bodies. I think we should talk about that. I have a lot of stuff I want to talk about before we talk about the plot. And I obviously but... didn't know it was Katherine Heigl. Oh, yeah. No. I love body swap movies and I know storylines. Yeah. I fall for it 100%. I completely buy in. 
I love it. I always am blown away the by the performances. Acting is amazing. Yeah, I always buy it. Now I will say, in this particular movie, everything's great as far as the acting of the two leads, Daniel Harris and Katherine Heigl, until they switch back at the end. I right. feel like they don't do enough to really signify that they've switched bodies back to okay. who they are supposed yeah. to be. But whatever. That's a. It's only like three minutes it's at the end of the movie. It's barely a criticism. Yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's almost perfect. Now, we touched on the body swap episode of Red Oaks last summer when we did that episode, but that's the only other body swap thing we've ever done. I don't really foresee us doing any more. I was trying to think, because I know it's a trope and it's a thing that's happened in movies. Obviously, you know, I mentioned Freaky Friday, but... I feel like there's a lot of these, but I was having a hard time just listing them off the top of well, my head. Well, I, I happened to look at a list last night, but I thought maybe you would. I can't really remember. Okay, what was wow. On it. That memorable. Well, I know the change up with okay. Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds, which got bad reviews, but was actually not that bad. Okay. It was pretty funny. I don't know. There's several instances where it's teens. There's uh, a hot chick. Hot chick. The- the hot chick with Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider and... Isn't it Rachel McAdams? Could be. I, I have not seen it, actually. <laughs> Shockingly. <laughs> I don't know. It's somebody like that. But anyway, whatever. We don't need to list body swap things. I just okay. love it. Right. I love it when it happens in a TV episode or a movie or whatever. I always buy it. This is my go-to, though, which I think is probably controversial. I think most people would say Freaky Friday. No, I, this is the one for me, too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. So this was directed by Blair True and written by Jessica Barandes. Is that a female director? I believe so, yeah. I think they work together on some other TV movie, but aside from that, I don't... Not much. Not much as far as credits go. Kind of unfair. It's a recurring theme when we see women directors on this podcast. They don't really get a fair shot. Yeah. Whether it was Cat Shea with Poison Ivy or Mary Lambert with Pet Cemetery, They never really are given their their due. Well, I think the hosts of this show are giving them their due i know i need this a, is like our favorite episode i need an audio commentary of this movie with the director writer heigl and harris yeah. I, that would be my dream like a criterion release with right. a commentary oh yeah <laughs> so this was a tv movie as we pointed out it was made by 20th century fox but it aired on the disney channel originally october 12th 1996 had a big almost re-release in 2002 which was something they could do back then it was almost like it was new to a whole new generation of disney viewers they were like oh here's a new movie that you haven't seen because it's six years old and where else would you see this yes the movie stars katherine heigl playing alexia wheaton daniel harris playing Haley wheaton by the way younger sister i didn't fill notebooks full of notes but i did jot down a couple things just to keep them in my head and I was looking it over right before we started recording. And, you know, a lot of it's like references to scenes and stuff trying to get me to remember stuff I want to talk about. But at some point in the middle of it, I just have written Alexia, period. <laughs> I, I don't really know. <laughs> I, I kind of I think maybe it's just like her name is kind of insane. Well, they call her Alexia, Alex and Allie. Yeah. All in the movie. Alexia. I'm going to refer to her as Alexia just because that's what the first thing that you know her as. It's kind of a fun name to say, too. Yeah. You don't hear it a lot. Right. So Harris is playing Heigl's younger sister, although Daniel Harris is one and a half years older, but she's a lot shorter. Yeah. That goes a long way in movies. Well, they have like that dynamic that the sisters from Seventh Heaven had. Jessica Biel was like younger than the one that was like much shorter than her. Oh, really? I think so. 
I don't know. Somebody can fact check me on that. <laughs> so Harris was only hired three days before shooting began. Wow, an emergency. Offered casting. right on the spot on her audition. They actually, she's a pro. They filmed most of it with Eric Stoltz, and then <laughs> <laughs> they had to redo it. Yep. I will say that I think that both performances are really strong. I think so. Which is, I guess, part of me falling for the body swap thing, but I just love whenever it switches and Haley becomes the dominant of the two, even though she's the smaller one. That's right. And she's <laughs> like the confident, badass chick. And then Alexia, the taller, prettier, more popular one. Being and- like kind of the unsure. <laughs> yeah. I'm such one. a mark for right. this stuff. I'm like eating it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I do want to say that Lois Childs plays Principal Mitter Miller, a.k.a. Mitter Monster, and she was a fucking Bond girl. Oh, really? I was going to say, and I think I had this written down like towards the end of my notes, like towards the end of it, but I was getting sort of like a Warden-S vibe from Women in Prison movie. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. All right. She was in the 1979 James Bond-filmed Moonraker. Okay. Her character's name? Dr. Holly Goodhead. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, really going for it there. (laughs) Let's jump into it. There's a lot to say. Almost every scene is unbelievable. It's kind of like Halloween 3, though, where at a certain point in the movie you start to lose interest. Yeah, you just But the first 50 minutes out of the 89 are really strong. I mean, it's sort of embarrassing me sitting by myself on the couch like actually laughing oh dude i uh, watched it twice i was losing it in the last couple of days i was howling laughing okay, all right good and laughing at different things the second time okay i was yeah. noticing <laughs> other things that i thought were there's funny. so much joy to be had i think people probably assume that this is a bit and like we're joking no no i was like really <laughs> laughing I, no i mean this whole episode oh. <laughs> like everything we're saying that's positive yeah about no, this no. Movie. yeah it's it is i think it is hard for people to kind of understand you sometimes. know sometimes when you grow up and you're a loser, yeah, you really love things like the Disney Channel. Exactly. You just buy into it no matter how crap it is, and you just love it. Right. <laughs> That's why we did Bug Juice in the, like our 12th episode or it's whatever it was. I mean, this was the same time period. And we're, you know, we're really excited for this you know, Disney Plus or whatever that's coming. If Bug Juice isn't on Disney Plus, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I need <laughs> access to all these Disney Channel original movies again. I hope they're I don't, on See, there. I don't know if like Wish Upon a Star and Suzy Q and stuff like that would be on there, though. I don't know if they own the rights for these things. Yeah, and they probably they probably don't. Although think Although they that bought 20th Century Fox, so they probably do own the oh, rights yeah. to it, but will they put it on? They're probably know. like, where's the demand for this? And I'm like, right here. Check the Amazon Prime stats, yeah. baby. <laughs> There's been a spike in interest. <laughs> okay, so the two Wheaton sisters share a household and a high school, but both feel that they have little else in common. 18-year-old Alexia's days revolve around being popular, dressing stylishly, and spending time with her jock boyfriend while exerting minimal effort academically. Speaking of dressing stylishly, I was like thinking to myself, what is the dress code at this school? Her sister, 15-year-old Haley, is socially reserved, admiring her older sister's popularity from a distance while excelling in her studies particularly science and mathematics yeah also maybe like inventing things yeah, well yeah that's you know, that's but, such a typical i know that's kids movie we've trope. talked about yeah especially <laughs> from the 90s I, I, although like, it's like why would anyone even want this or care i know we're back to this thing where kids can just like invent things and create them that it, i don't know why that was such a popular thing to have in like to the inspire 90s. kids to dream it's true 
Halia and Alexia don't get along well at all, with Halia resenting her reliance on her frequently late sister for a ride to school, and Alexia preferring not to be seen with her less-than-cool younger sister. Right. So the movie starts with a song by Moonpools and Caterpillars. They will use three songs by them in the movie, and then they will appear at the end of the movie yeah, at the dance. Yeah, performing live. I thought when I was listening to these songs, I was like, oh, they must have been like a pretty big band, but... They really weren't. I think they just had a song on the Babysitters Club soundtrack. Well, or the one like song that. I recognized yeah. for sure. Yeah. I think it was on another sound. It was in, right. from okay. another movie. Yeah. <laughs> We're attuned to those teen movie soundtracks we know. Plus, it seems like such a model of a band that existed in a bunch of these different movies. It seems like sort of a no doubt ripoff or something yeah they only really had like one album that was released on like a real label and then i think they had like two other self-released albums but the album on spotify the one that has all the songs from this movie i was listening to it a little bit the other day it's pretty fun i mean it's typical 90s pop punks but, no doubt is a good comparison but, but like also save that ferris band or from something the end of 10 things i hate about you Letters to Cleo, yeah. Yeah, Letters to Cleo. And uh, by the way, speaking of 10 Things I Hate About You, the sister dynamic yeah. seemed a little familiar as well. A lot of movies ripped this movie off. Absolutely, yes. This so predates. That's, that's what I'm getting at. 10 I know. Things I Hate About right. You. And a few other movies, including Mean Girls, which I think there's a lot of things from yeah. <laughs> this movie. This anyway. movie the inspiration for a lot of other great movies. I just wanted to shout out Moonpools and Caterpillars. They'll be showing up at the end. Okay. So it starts on a typical day. It's the morning. We have two very different sisters, as I described already. Both parents sitting at the table, eating breakfast, reading psychology today. I know. This jumped out to me, too. The parents are absurd in this movie. You almost wish that they just somehow didn't even have them in the movie. Because <laughs> well, they have whole, to like come up with reasons is, why these... They're letting all this crazy... Why, why they're not It's basically just a plot device to right. allow... Alexia in Haley's body to wear the dominatrix outfit <laughs> that will happen exactly, later in the movie. that's really the only reason. That's like the whole plot device. I did notice when they were doing the opening credits and they're doing everybody's names that they had Don Jeffcoat listed, yes. which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, now this one is something that you've always brought up to me. You might not be old enough to right. remember the television program Wild and Crazy uh, Kids I, on Nickelodeon. I, do but not i didn't know donnie jeffco he was not a household name for me <laughs> i remember the program but like was he also was in in tune enough he acted a little bit i mean he was in night of the demons he was like the younger brother or something oh, that's right. i mean he's been around <laughs> that's right night you know, of the demons <laughs> yeah that one <laughs> right i mean he was just trying to be an actor he got a gig on nickelodeon on that tv show wild and crazy kids which was basically like a Kind of like a game show, but yeah. they had teams. Hard I don't to know. tell how you won it at any given on any yeah, given episode. I don't, I don't really know what it was, but it was a show that I watched a lot as a kid. And then he's in this movie as Don Jeffcoat. That was like his serious version because he was Donnie on <laughs> right. Wild and Crazy Kids, which would have probably been like a couple years. Now he's like an established this. actor, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have a fun little tidbit about Donnie that we'll get to right. eventually. Alexi is always late. Haley rides to school with her. Alexia's outfit that she wears this first day. So this Instant. is obviously what you want to talk about. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> navel completely I can't display. imagine a girl that looked like this Pretty wearing sure. this at my school. Oh, no. I know. I mean, everyone would have just... It would have been the end of the world. I, I mean, there's definitely small straps. I don't know. Not, maybe not quite a spaghetti strap situation, but... <laughs> 
certainly, you know, a lot of skin showing on the shoulders. Full stomach on display. Oh, yeah. And the, the skirt the, is insanely short. Exactly, yes. I mean, it would... <laughs> they're basically, like, the length of underwear, but a skirt. Yeah, it, it seems like she would be sent home immediately. Yeah, this school seems to have, like, a pretty liberal dress code. Or well, no dress code at all. Which we'll find out later, even more so. <laughs> so, obviously, there's a little bit of tension at the table... She calls her parents by their first names. They don't really know how to deal with her. She's seemingly a little bit out of control. Haley's already waiting in the car. Is there a lot of backstory here as to why they feel it's? Is it all just inspired by this magazine or that they, they are psychologists? Right, and they both are. Do, I knew the dad. Okay, so they're both. Yeah, psychologists. The, I, I think there's actually a pretty hilarious anti-psychology, anti-therapy, <laughs> anti-psychiatry in this movie i think that's like the joke is to make fun of that yeah yeah i think so too a little bit do you think there's a missing backstory here though where it's like why did they need to make a change because she wasn't really responding to anything and she was doing stuff that they didn't like okay and then the joke obviously is because of this experience that she goes through with her sister they both change for the better that's right it brings Haley out of her shell and start makes her start acting normal (laughs) And it makes Alexia less of a bitch. <laughs> so I think there's a good lesson here, really. Alexia walks outside, and there's some movers and painters across the street. And, I mean, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Number one, these guys look significantly older than us. Oh, right. And this is a girl that's supposed to be in high school coming outside now, walking. Yeah. Now, let's do some real talk. Okay. We know... Catherine Heigl's older than you. No, no, no. I'm not going to... <laughs> <laughs> What I was going to say was, we know amongst guys, like, there might be some comments amongst ourselves. Okay. Or at least some looks between us, like, oh, what the fuck is going on over here? <laughs> but to carry on it's like this, a, yeah, I mean, the one guy almost falls off the scaffolding. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're literally like. It's very similar to the daughter and poltergeist. Yeah, I actually wrote down poltergeist. Okay, yeah. So Except you, in poltergeist, we were connecting on that feels, same wavelength. <laughs> It's creepy and weird, but it's very brief. True. This time, it's two extended scenes, because it happens later in the film as well, once they've switched bodies. And, I mean, it's literally like Looney Tunes, like the tongue rolling out and like (laughs) going down the steps or something. I mean, it's... The one guy later is like literally, (laughs) like he makes a noise like that. I know, it does seem insane. And they have facial hair. They're at least in their 40s, I feel like, a couple of these guys. Yeah. For those of you who don't think we've made any progress, I mean, can you imagine them? The runtime right now movie? is probably at like one fifteen <laughs> out of the eighty nine minutes. What you want me to speed this up? You didn't think that we should talk about the guys going crazy? <laughs> I actually no met in society. Like we haven't oh. made any progress on this <laughs> I stuff. You meant into this movie. Well, that worked, and I was gonna just <laughs> let it sit there. But no, what I mean, can you imagine them putting in this in like a kids movie now? No, and that's certainly. Something that's interesting about the movie is the things they are very uptight and chaste about and and sensitive to and act very moralistic about. But then the things that they think are normal and acceptable. It's true. Because there's there's a whole dark thing about a girl keeping a scale in her locker and they just throw that out like it's nothing. It's almost like a joke. Yeah. Just like, okay. There's a lot of little tidbits in here that you're just like, (laughs) wow. 
Wish Upon a Star is a rich text filled with things to dissect. It really is. And break down. Yeah. And we're right here doing it. <laughs> so this is the first time we see the new Across the Street neighbor, Simon Barf. I, I, Simon, Simon stinks. stinks. I hate him. Yeah, he's a huge douche. They kind of play this thing of, obviously we have a whole body swap thing going on here, so it's hard to keep track of who's who, but they basically make it seem like he could be an option for either sister, you know? Just oh, the way it plays out. And yeah, it's, okay. He has like zero chemistry with either. To He's me, just like, a total dud. That's what I mean. Both are completely out of his league. Now, I don't know if this guy really acted in other things. I, I'm going to say I probably failed not. failed to check, right. but it's almost like he didn't know that they had said action and that they were like filming. I know. <laughs> his performance is so nothing at any point during the movie. Yeah, he's horrible. I do love Alexia's sly little reaction to the attention from the movers and the painters across the street. Okay. She loves it. <laughs> but she doesn't really acknowledge it, which, of course, will come into play later. For sure, yeah. Especially when we get to the rules. So after this, Alexia and Haley's parents have that discussion, and this is where they announce that they're going to have this hands-off approach. I am going to clean out her closet, and from now on, it's cardigan sweaters and monogram blouses. And I don't think that it's healthy that she call me Nan. It shows a total disregard for our family hierarchy. Nan, Nan, listen. Have you noticed that when you insist that Alex calls you mom, the greater pleasure she gets from calling you Nan? Mm -hmm. And when we object to her provocative clothing, she just finds something more provocative to wear the next day. Mm -hmm. And when we encourage the girls to get along, the more out of hand their sibling rivalry gets. I mean, what have our patients been telling us all these years? that their parents have ruined their lives. Exactly. Now, I think the only way these girls are going to get along, show us some respect, and bring harmony to this household, is for you and I to stop interfering. Uh-huh. There'll be no reason for them to rebel against our rules and demands because there won't, there won't be any. Everything they've done to this point hasn't worked. So what they're going <laughs> to do... Because their daughters are so bad. It seems like Alexia is struggling a little True. bit. True. Especially but, when you see her GPA. Yeah, they do act like Haley's issues are like a big deal. It's like, I don't know, she seems pretty normal. Yeah. She's 15. What do they want her to do? I know, and it seems like she does really well in school, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. But they're like, well, we're not going to tell them what to wear, and we're not going to tell them what to do, which is, of course, insane. But it's great. <laughs> right. When they get to the school, Alexia's boyfriend, Kyle, played by Don Jeffcoat, is waiting Haley, of course, is late. She's running into class. This teacher, this science teacher, the heavy set guy oh, with yeah, the yeah. blonde hair. Right. I mean, what's his deal? He's oh, well, the worst. There's a, a couple of the teachers because the guy with oh, like, the longer hair. Oh, I know. The, the teachers hair. are terrible. Right. There's a guy with like longer hair and like yeah. a goatee or something. So Haley and Alexia are in that class together. Yes. So which throws you? Because yeah, but that's actually pretty realistic, though, because that actually that is how it works. That's in high true. School. Yeah. At a certain point, you right. are sometimes in classes with people from other grades. That's true. Now, at some point, he's handing out their test results. Yeah. And, and did you, you know, like well, we? I mean, that, we're not even close to that. Yet. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. we're close, but we're we're not there yet. Because right, at I, first, I wanted to point out the location yeah, okay. of the filming. Now, you don't see the outside often, but a couple of times when they're like driving to and from school or whatever. It really was like hitting me that it looked familiar for some reason, just the whole look of it. And I was like, what is this place? And I looked it up and it was Utah. Well, there's mountains in the background. Yeah. Like snowy 
Catch and I was like, like what is the deal? Mountain. And it, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Utah <laughs> wow. in the winter. Everyone's reference point for... <laughs> well, we did it on the Utah. show. Know, we talked true. about yeah. how it was Utah. It, I know that is It just looks the location, same right. to me. It jumped out to me about the location, too, kind of being like an odd setting for just one of these movies, because you just expect it... You're well, like, her what? license plate says Colorado, but they filmed okay. it in Utah. Yeah. All right. I didn't put any time into it, but uh, it's just like, <laughs> you kind of expect like a California just to be... I'm hitting place. every angle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, her license plate said this, but it was actually this. Right. <laughs> okay. Continue along. I won't jump ahead. Haley's best friend, Caitlin, played by a girl named Ivy Lloyd Mitchell, meets up with her at lunch. What happened to her career? She was in Drive Me Crazy, which okay. as somebody... For me. I, I do recognize her when I see her face in this. I think she's a star. I thought she was the girl from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but it's not. Okay. Not, obviously. The, <laughs> Clarissa? Not, yeah, not her, but okay. the uh, her friend, but it's not her friend. But she was in Drive Me Crazy, which Melissa Joan Hart was also in. That's true. But Caitlin definitely has like this obsession with Alexia and Alexia's friends that borders on kind of insane. It's Absolutely. definitely it, a single un- white female. I think so. It <laughs> unfolds throughout the course of the movie, so we can get more into that later. It's certainly like a psychosexual undertone to the film. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's maybe in a twenty nineteen setting they would explore it a little more. Uh probably, yeah. On the Disney Channel. Alex's click is three girls that Christ, I don't know what their character names are. One of them's super attractive to me, but all wearing kind of insane outfits. It's very Mean Girls esque, right sure. down to the fact that they have rules and stuff, which we'll get to later. They don't really mention them now because they don't really need to talk about them when Alexia is actually Alexia. Now, did you write this down about asking the one friend about the stubble? No, but this is that scene. Yeah. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that jumped out to me. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I don't know. She's pointing to her leg, her bare leg, and is like, "Is that stuff right?" <laughs> it just seemed crazy to me. That was something that certainly never resonated with me. What was going on when I was younger? <laughs> what you didn't know that girls shave their legs? No. I, well, I just think it's something that would go right past me without even me considering it for a second. But just like such a weird thing to call out. Oh yeah, they're pretty brutal for oh, yeah. a movie that would be basically rated G. Well, I think you find out that that's one of the rules to shave your legs every, every day. morning. Oh yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, during that opening montage, my girlfriend would be in trouble. Alexia, <laughs> Alexia was shaving her legs. So now, okay, the teacher with the ponytail, <laughs> the goatee, passes yeah, yeah. back test, and he hands Alexia her test and just goes, "Yeesh." Oh yeah. <laughs> Do you have written down what he says when he gives Haley her test? No. I, I wrote this down because I was like, he says, nice to see someone come out smelling like a rose. And I was just like, is that an expression? The second half of it is, but I don't know if it goes with nice to see someone. Just, how do you see someone smelling like a rose? Uh, well, maybe I, I wrote it down wrong, but I just thought it was such an odd thing to say. It is in that context, yeah. Usually you would say if there was like kind of a bad situation and then somebody gets out of that situation, you'd be like, well, this person got out smelling like a rose. Okay. The reason why it's weird in this context is because you would almost think it's like you didn't feel like they really should. Like this person bullshitted their way out of this That's thing true. that okay. should have affected them more or whatever. Yeah, it felt out of place. Well, this guy's whole deal is out of place. That's he true. looks like... So he just walked off of to catch a predator. That's right. With yeah. this fucking ponytail, and he's an asshole. It's like, all right, Yeesh. I get it. Alexia is a giant cunt. 
all the teachers hate her. She's a bitch to everybody. That's true. And she acts like insane. But you're the, the the fucking teachers in this school have to act like adults. They treat her like shit. <laughs> that is true. It's I mean, like, well, I get hold... it. I get why she acts like this. I know. It's like, well, fuck these guys. They all have vendettas against her for the way that she treated them. Wouldn't you just be like, I need to be the adult here? Yeah, and I mean, if she's out of control, like, then you got to send her to the principal or whatever. But, like, I mean, she doesn't seem out of control. She just seems like your typical high school student that just doesn't care, which oh, was right. like yeah. 90% of the people I went to high school with. So Sure. I don't really Especially, know. Especially, I mean, the type, they're obviously, like, putting this character into a certain type. Well, there's and, a lot of sexual aggression. I mean, these guys probably can't deal with the fact that she's dressing like this and looking like this in their classroom. <laughs> Let's be honest. Distraction. <laughs> it's a distraction to the entire class, right. really, if we're being real. She has to go to the bathroom, and the teacher's just like, well, what difference would it make? <laughs> I mean, shit like that, where you're just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude. So then she goes to the bathroom and she's just changing clothes and you're like, what is this about? And it turns out that she's got these weird college ambitions that don't really fit her character. So she's going to see the principal Mitter Miller. This is I, I do feel like they had to like crowbar this in just to, you know, have something that Haley could help her with. Yeah. She needed to have a goal that made sense. It's just weird because Haley ends up having the science fair goal and also you could say like getting a boyfriend and becoming like social. True. So she has like two things going on. Whereas Alexia, I guess her two things would be not to be a bitch and <laughs> this college thing, but right. It just seems weird to get into this seemingly mediocre college. Is it a real college? I don't remember. I, I didn't recognize the name. I'll tell you that. It's just weird that she has like a specific college in mind, but and then no, it's like, like this whole plan that she has to suck up to Miller. I mean, Miller. there's no clear reason about it though. Like, it's not like they give you this like, oh well, they have this great fashion program or something. The movie's you know? eighty nine minutes. All right, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> How much? Are they... I don't think they're really getting into the yeah. the details of all this stuff. <laughs> well, I need to know. But there's that recurring gag that. This is the first time we see it where I guess students just deface Mitter Miller's door and write Mitter Monster and all that shit on there. Yeah, I do feel like And that just goes on throughout the entire time. Misunderstood. Look, as you said, I mean her hair is tied up tight above her head. She does kind of seem like a ball buster a little bit, but I don't know. She doesn't really seem that different from like your typical principals that are Well, there's parts of the movie where she also just seems nice too. It's weird that the students hate her this much <laughs> right. that there seemingly is multiple vandals that will deface her door yeah, yeah. and call her names i know it seems like she's having a hard time <laughs> that school is out of control i'd say so and it starts with the cafeteria really i mean what kind of cafeteria is this i don't know people are always just sitting on steps i loved it but i, I was like has anyone ever had a cafeteria like well, this, this although the, i guess they film this at a real school this is the type of shit that i would like see and i was like man i can't wait to get to high school yeah. You know what I mean? It, like It was oh, never anything right, exactly. as good as this. I get to high school cafeterias, and I'm just like, it's just tables and chairs, like everything else I'm used to. <laughs> After school, Haley and Caitlin spend time in Alexia's room, unbeknownst to her, obviously. And this is where we learn that Haley definitely has a thing for Alexia's boyfriend, Kyle. Yeah. She's like kissing the picture of him. Yeah, which is a weird thing Alexia's to introduce. Nightstand. Yeah. It's also weird, though, that when we find out that Alexi has only been dating Kyle for three months and she has, like, his picture on her nightstand. Yeah. Well, it's all about the facade, you know. <laughs> you got to make it look right. Where's the dirt? She hasn't written in two weeks. 
think she's on to us. Haley. Think they do it? Well, I don't have any documented evidence, but man, they are so in love. We better evacuate. <laughs> this is like a daily routine that they do Haley and Caitlin and this will be something that gets addressed later in what I would consider a masterful scene (laughs) (laughs) once they've switched bodies and Alexia is actually in Haley's body and Caitlin reveals all of this stuff to her it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie I fucking love it I do too I like it too because it is so strange really when you take a step back from it that a sister and her and, and I get it. That's the thing. Alexia is just living on such a different level. She's basically a celebrity. I get it though. I I don't think it's that weird. I think people do stuff like that. Yeah, but it's a weird thing to if you're not aware of it. Oh, to learn about. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's oh, why right. the scene is so great. Like yeah. her learning of this. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get there. Right. I mean, there's people coming in here every day looking at your Blu-ray collection. Reading through your notebooks of notes that you've taken on movies you're watching. <laughs> just like a Not even for the podcast. Pages of notes on Wish Upon a Star that date back to the 90s. <laughs> I just have notebooks and notebooks filled with this. <laughs> Haley and Caitlin watch Alexia and Kyle through the window. And I think the funny thing to note here is like as they watch them kiss in the driveway in the car, each one of them seems jealous for different reasons. Because clearly... Haley is jealous of her sister Alexia for getting to be with Kyle and getting to be this popular girl. But Caitlin is (laughs) jealous of Kyle for getting to kiss Alexia in a car. (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) I love the Kyle character, though, because it is like he's the cool jock, but kind of not really. You know what I mean? He's kind of a They can't really decide what they want to make his character his character doesn't really seem like they knew what they were doing with right. it like you think he's like the cool jock character you find out throughout the movie that he's not even a starter on the basketball team yeah that I whole thing that come on they just wanted to add like more stakes that didn't matter right. at the end of the movie it was stupid but they do mention here i think caitlin's like do they do it and Haley's like i don't know well i think caitlin hasn't found any evidence of it in the diary yeah because that's part of what's going on here. They read the diary. They try to know everything. They want to know if they're fucking. But shockingly, since this is Disney, they ain't fucking. But that's a big reveal later in the movie. Kyle hasn't taken that Corvette for a test drive yet. <laughs> <laughs> He's had to keep that in the garage. <laughs> so Kyle's over for dinner. Caitlin as well. Alexi announces to the family that she's found the most outrageous dress for Winter Festival. It's two hundred ninety-eight dollars. That's right, which is outside of the budget. Which was supposed to be two hundred, which still seems insane. Oh, I know. For this isn't even winter like prom. festival. I know. What is winter festival? Why do these movies never feel like they can commit to something that actually is real? They can't just say homecoming. They can't just say prom. It's always going to be some made-up thing, right? Which I would think that. Remember in Drive Me Crazy, it was like some cotillion or something. It's always some weird thing. If I heard this, like, at my school or something, like, I would just know this to be, like, the lesser than. 
dance. You know what I mean? Like this is not one of the main ones of the year. But it provides us a destination for the movie. It's true. We know where we're heading. That's right. This is all heading towards some big event now. Exactly. I mean, how many of these do we have in movies? Like the Drive Me Crazy. She's all that. That's That's how you set up a teen movie. You got to have that destination, and it's got to be a dance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because those are the only things that matter. That's where all the characters come together. How can we get all of our characters in one place? At this dinner scene, there's a lot to process. First of all, well, for. Can finish with the dress thing. Well, yeah. First of all, the parenting method in action here, where because of what they talked about that morning, her parents are just like, oh, well, I guess we'll just give her the credit card and she can just get it. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, how often do dudes just hand Alexia credit cards? (laughs) I feel like that's something. We just play that Artie Lang clip where he's like, here, go to Gimbal's. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing his credit card across the room. She's the hottest chick we've ever had up here. Fuck a prenup. There's no prenup. I'll give you half what I got right now. Take this over to Gimbal's. Oh. <laughs> She's the hottest chick we've ever had up here. Thank you for frustrating the fuck out of us. I, I feel like they set this scene up wrong, if I could be critical here. I think it would have made more sense okay. if the mother was the one being like, no, and then the dad was signaling like, no, no. Because it seems like in this scenario, this Alexia tactic. would have her dad like wrapped around her finger. Right. But they do it reverse, where the mom is shutting down the dad from stopping Alexia from getting this dress, and then the dad shuts down the mom from putting pressure on Haley to go to the dance, too, and to get a dress. Because Haley doesn't want to, because she's emo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> she's now, a scenester. Now, also, it doesn't feel like either of the girls take this as weird that they're getting what they want, though. Because th- their parents are idiots. Right. I mean, they, they, they're... It's almost like this it's is just like a, a family of four children. Right. I mean, there's nobody's really in charge. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I mean, this is such a non, it has such no effect on the girls. Well, she was. She knew she was getting that dress. Exactly. No I know. That's what I'm saying. Even if Kyle right. was going to have to buy that dress, she was getting that dress. Do you feel like Alexia is used to getting what she wants? Because that's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. So they think that the way to fix her is then to just keep giving her more of what she right, wants, even yeah. though she was already getting it. Like I said, it, it morphs into a discussion of taking Haley with Alexia to get a dress as well. And then Caitlin immediately is like, oh, that sounds fun. Can I come? Even though, like, it hasn't even been decided yet. It's just her throwing herself <laughs> yes. into it. It's so cringy. It's like, Caitlin, fucking relax. I know. Right? <laughs> Poor Caitlin. Yeah. Although I, I mean, Caitlin that way later. needs her own spinoff right. movie where she finally comes out of the closet <laughs> and is living her best life. Haley doesn't want to go to the Winter Festival anyway, but she's really wrapped up in Kyle, and then they have that weird moment where they both reach for a biscuit or something at the same time, and their hands touch. And I thought it was weird that when they do that and their hands are, like, lingering for a second, don't they, like, cut to a reaction of, like, her mom or something? Don't they cut to somebody's reaction as if they're noticing this? Yeah, now that you say that I'm like, what are they even going for here? Now, when we find out Alexia's whole motives over this evening, isn't the way this all plays out kind of weird? What do you mean? Like, if if you're planning on breaking up with your boyfriend, why have him over for dinner and then get in the hot tub? It's just, I don't know, most of my breakups didn't go that way. <laughs> well, not a lot of hot tub action on my breakups. Later in the film, I think Alexia didn't really want to break up with I know him and so she was like boxed into a corner she was trying to figure her way out of it she was just know. biding time who knows what her motivations are that night Haley is outside studying the night sky for her science class while Alexia relaxes 
in an outdoor hot tub with her boyfriend, Kyle. That's right. When Haley sees a shooting star, she wishes aloud to become her sister, Alexia, then turns to see Alexia also watching the sky. Canis Majoris, Leo, Arcturus, where are you? Ah, there you are. Okay. I were Alexi Wheaton. I had a girlfriend in high school with a hot tub. That was fun. Oh, wow. I was like, where is this going? Certainly prolonged the relationship longer than it needed to, probably. That can Just the <laughs> very existence of said hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> it can have that effect. It's a big deal, I think, at that age. <laughs> I think so, yeah. So let's talk about the wish itself. This sets everything up. We don't know the twist. I don't think we should say it yet. But yeah, let's let's hold that back. Haley wants to be Alexia. Pretty understandable. Alexia's Who seemingly doesn't? got it all going yeah. on. It occurs to me though that the switch doesn't happen until they go to sleep, and it's like the next morning. It's true, which kind of puts a weird <laughs> logic on how this whole wishing thing works, yeah. especially when you start talking about reversing the wish. Yeah. Let's just say that they didn't pay super close attention to all the logic that if, they could. If I was logically thinking this through, let's say I see a shooting star and I'm like, I wish I was Zach. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would wish that. <laughs> and then I go home and then tomorrow I wake up and I'm you. And then I'm like, holy shit, this was a mistake. We got to reverse it. <laughs> like I would be thinking to myself, whatever we do is not going to take effect until right. we go back to sleep. I agree. But and that's something we should probably talk about at the end when okay. everything but, resolves itself but in they a way do that tr- doesn't make sense. Right, but they do try to re- reverse this a few times early on here. That's true. So the next morning, it's absurd how long it takes them to realize that they've switched bodies, by the way. <laughs> they're cr- bumping into things that, you know, that they're not used to because they're in different rooms, because they're in the different bodies. and so That Alexia has just like this giant like wardrobe, basically. Yeah, well, they share a bathroom, so that means... That coming into the bathroom, they'd be coming from the opposite direction from what they're used to. Think about it. I am. If they switched rooms, they would be coming, because they're in different bodies, they would be coming from the opposite direction. How do they not know that they're not, like, they don't think anything's weird until they look in the mirror? Yeah, how would you react to that? Would you just think you woke up, you, like, wandered into the wrong room? Sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously your first thought isn't, like, oh, I switched bodies. (laughs) But you would still be, like, a little confused, I would think. Like, what's going on? But they don't sell that at all. They're just like, oh, I'm so so out of it. I'm so tired, I can't even open my eyes. And then... Well, I've done that. I wake up in the bed, and I'm like, I know I went to sleep on the couch. Haley would be like, holy shit, my tits grew a lot overnight. (laughs) (laughs) She's just a sudden weight. Plus, she's obviously way taller. That would feel weird. Yeah, as we both like just look off into the <laughs> into the sky, yeah. thinking about what it would feel like to be in a different body. Because <laughs> that's the thing; it's like everything about that person, except for their brain 
and consciousness is now yours. So any little issue that might be going on or anything that's different about them would be a whole new experience and you'd be feeling it all at once. But anyway, they don't notice till they're in the bathroom. They're screaming and looking at each other. Haley, who's now in Alexia's body, is grabbing her own boobs. It would actually just be really strange to look at yourself from another perspective, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's actually how it works for Haley in Alexia's body. Yeah. Because Alexia in Haley's body is already in there, looking in the mirror, screaming. Haley comes in, opens the door, and then sees Haley's body and is like, well, wait a minute. Because I feel like no one ever really gets a full gauge of how you look to other people because mirrors just don't really fully do it justice. Well, I'm sure it's horrifying. Oh, sure. Absolutely. (laughs) I think we can both agree on that, but I I just feel like actually seeing yourself from another human's perspective would be bizarre it would be disheartening yes <laughs> depressing <laughs> absolutely you never know just how you look other people's eyes uh, alexia is saying things like alexia in haley's body is saying to haley in alexia's body you're bloated right just also kind of a weird thing to say (laughs) yeah obviously there's a lot of material in this film that if they were doing an updated version for the disney channel now they would just not even touch on it all right and the body shaming yeah the potential eating disorders (laughs) stuff like that it's like we gotta breeze past that (laughs) stuff i will say though again just to point it out the two leading ladies performances in this movie are really strong and I love Danielle Harris. She was in Halloween 4 and 5. She was in some episodes of Roseanne. She went she on to be in, in Rob, Rob Zombie's, Zombie's Halloween. Halloween 1 and 2. She's made a little career for herself, mostly in horror movies, but she popped up in a small part in Once Upon a Time in oh, Hollywood. Yeah. Good for her. I love her. I've always loved her. I've always had a thing for her, probably since like Roseanne or something. Wow. Just thought, always thought she was cute. Yeah. And I think she's really good in this movie. Catherine Heigl, I really didn't know who she was at all until... Knocked up? Grey's Anatomy. Oh. I wa- <laughs> well, I watched the first season of Grey's Anatomy for wow. some reason. whole season, okay. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah, and it's, it's still time. on now. I mean, she's yeah. not on it, right. but it's somehow like 20 years later, it's still in the air. Yeah, it's true. She was in that movie that you showed me was like My Father the Hero or something? Yes. So, I mean, she's been around. Which was before this, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I know. I know. But it, I, obvi- <laughs> it's obvious now thinking back on it. But like 96. Yeah. You think about I think My Father the Hero was like, like 93 or okay, something. Okay. Okay. That was like with that Depardieu she that guy. definitely looks much younger than she does in this movie. But there's something about like I think that movie from 93 looks a little bit sharper because it's a real movie. Yeah. Okay. So, so she obviously went on to a big career for a little while, and then things flamed out. Seems like there was some, I don't know, who knows what the story is. It's hard to say because in the time period where this stuff went down, true. you could accuse a woman of something, and everyone just believed it, and her career was pretty much over. But who knows? I mean, you know, she might not have been that difficult to work with. I know she said some shitty things publicly about the writers of Grey's Anatomy, which seemed oh, insane really? at the time. That. Yeah. She definitely did some weird stuff at various points and seemed to hurt her own career. But she's definitely a talent, and she definitely had it now in this, because her transformation from the cool, confident, 
popular bitchy girl to this klutzy behavior not sure of herself not sure how to like deal with her body deal with her like her new everything she's you know like a, almost You're like a, a newborn yeah. deer just unable to stand <laughs> you know what i mean it's right. just like it's great and both of them are really good once they switch i think so it's really believable i love it <laughs> I've already admitted to being such a mark for yeah. body swaps I mean, that I maybe I'm not the best Catherine judge. Catherine Heigl went on to do like 27 dresses as well. So. I saw that in the theater. Wow, how about that? Something we're not ashamed to admit. <laughs> I mean, it was a date. But... I mean, we're doing an episode on Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> yeah, next week. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I did that whole preface about how people might be disappointed with this. That's why it's a Friday bonus. But then the regular episode is 27 <laughs> dresses. So get ready. Yeah. It's Catherine Heigl month. It is. <laughs> Distraught, Alexia forbids Haley to go to school in her place, and she instigates a variety of wish-making attempts for Haley to reverse their condition, all of which are unsuccessful. Haley is content to fill her sister's role for the day. She can now experience the glamour of Alexia's life firsthand. Throwing coins into a toilet, pretending it's a wishing well. Now, I don't know if you thought about this, or if I'm just that guy. I, I think it is just me, but I mean... Let's see. Maybe. It was a little odd to me that they did a camera shot from inside the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say so. So That struck me as odd. The Goonies birthdays. somewhere down there being like, it's our time down here. <laughs> so the first they try their birthday candles. That doesn't work. Then they try to, a wishing well situation where they throw coins into a toilet. So Alexia in Haley's body grabs the coins, throws them into the toilet, and it cuts to a camera angle from inside the toilet. <laughs> And I was like, what is this fucking Chuck Berry's restaurant? Oh, like, no. what, what, there's a fucking toilet cam in here? Yeah, that is strange. It, it didn't. Why even do that? Come to the forefront of my mind. No, that's a good point. Let's be honest. It, okay. It's a woman writer, a woman director. This is a TV thing. It, obviously, they're not demented and they're not thinking like how fucking perverts would think. But, okay. like, it's just weird to even think about that. Because I was like. I didn't start well, there. Is, I didn't immediately go, oh, this is a toilet cam that's weird and well, funny. But I was like, this camera, this, the shot looks weird because it doesn't actually look like it's in a toilet. It is weird from the director's standpoint. Like like we said, female director, but it's just like, this is a shot we have to get. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, the first thing that made me think of it is, it's clearly not actually a toilet True. from that camera right. perspective. You can just tell. The camera's pointing up through it, and it... You can just tell that the opening isn't big enough. It just doesn't look like a toilet. This is getting like way more time than I ever would have thought. But I'm just I'm trying okay. to explain yeah. why my mind went there because I was like, so they set this up to look like a toilet, and I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Is this shot really that important? Why did they think they needed this? And then I was like, it's kind of weird just in general to plant the idea of a toilet <laughs> cam right yeah. now because this seems to be their private bathroom, just that, the two sisters. I, I don't know that people were really thinking this in '96 though. No, I'm not saying anyone was saying it, but it's just weird. It is weird, but I think because you didn't, you don't need this. It's not like there's a lot of interesting shots in this. Absolutely, I agree. (laughs) But you wouldn't think it that much now. But I think in '96, definitely no one was thinking like. (laughs) Well, certainly not anyone watching on the Disney Channel, except for the real fucking creeps. (laughs) So this is all Haley's absolute dream come true. She's obviously made the wish, but she wasn't satisfied being. The smart one, the younger one, the uncool one. So she obviously wanted to be like her older sister. And it's amazing to me how fast the two girls come to grips with the whole thing. Because they're just like, all right, well, I guess we have to go to school. 
<laughs> and let's make a pact. We're not going to tell anyone. We're not going to tell Caitlin. We're not going to tell our parents. That's and true. They're just like, okay. You're done. right about that. Yeah, they are able to just sort of. Uh, I mean, they're not freak. I think. Adapt if to this the ever could possibly happen, which obviously it can't, and it's just a movie thing, but I'm not going to rule it out. If for some reason this could happen, actually, you'd probably just go insane. Like you'd lose your mind and not be able to do anything because it would just be—you'd never be able to grasp. Well, what I was certainly happening. think you'd have to try to take at least one day off of school. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're just like, all right, well, I guess we got to go to school now, so let's just do it. <laughs> You're driving. I can't do this. I—I I can't be you. And you obviously lack the social grace to be me. I don't believe this. I've, I've split ends. I have an astronomy test today. Don't stress. I had Frau and when I was a sophomore. I'll, I'll just cheat. But you can't. How? I mean, I... You... You can't do that. So he passes out the test. Um, just faint or something. Gets sent homesick. You can make up the test tomorrow. You can spend the day uh, watching TV and eating. <laughs> Deal. Close your eyes. No one finds out about this, especially Caitlin. Undoubtedly, she'd leak it to the National Enquirer. I really don't want any rumors going on about me the week of the festival. Ouch! What about Mom and Dad? They'd have us committed. So wait. We have a secret? You and me? So, is there anything I need to know about you other than being a grungy social outcast? I'm not grungy. I just have my own style. Oh, dirt under the fingernails is in? <laughs> you won't mind if I remove it, will you? So, how do I look? Today is definitely day one. Day one of what? My diet. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. I mean, your diet. A fruit and veggie fast. You're bloated. What are you talking about? I'm a knockout. Makeup may be a bit heavy. Not me. <sighs> Haley, in Alexia's body, is very happy to have a secret. She's like, we have a secret, you and me? <laughs> it's actually kind of cute and sad in a way. It's just like she looks up to her big sister so much but her big sister is a an idiot and p probably gonna peak this is her peak right now well, that's a, I, and things are gonna go downhill and also b doesn't like her little sister at all and is a bitch well that's the thing it, it makes it seem like she's so horrible to her but i don't know i mean alexia in Haley's body like comes around pretty quick that they're i mean i feel like she treats her pretty normal yeah i mean it's not that bad yeah but it's also because it's a movie for kids. I mean, it's not going to get too That's true. weird. Smacking her. <laughs> I mean, did you have that vibe that, <laughs> that there was like some sort of weird dom-sub relationship between the two? Because I always felt like it was something... There's something there. Something incestual and sexy was maybe going to break <laughs> out at any moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I or was that like, just me? I, I, I do feel like maybe that's just you because it comes up every episode. <laughs> So what? I'm I'm having a fun time watching a movie. Sue me. <laughs> <laughs> now, I guess this needs pointed out. It's almost something that I'm too embarrassed to even admit. Wow. Is who it... would have thought we would ever get to that? Almost. Well, we're doing a yeah. movie where this happens. Right. Where I'm just saying that 
Haley in Alexia's body turns to the picture of Kyle on the nightstand and yes. says, "Today you're mine." And then it it cuts back to the picture and the picture, the literal picture in a frame on a desk. The face of Kyle changes its, its expression to be like a, a freaked out look. Oh, did you not notice this? I did not. Wow. Oh, I've noticed this every time I watch. It's it's something that's insane that they just include in the movie holy shit she's it's a normal smile and then she says that and then she's like leaving or whatever and it's like well this is a supernatural movie i know but oh it's <laughs> I know, so embarrassing sucks. holy hell i'm glad i didn't know that now i actually feel i'm a lot more down on this movie now <laughs> <laughs> well i mean come on yeah it's it almost adds to it in a way where you're just like why would they think that was funny all right you know what you've convinced and me. necessary it's like, great the thought process we just had a toilet cam yeah. now we're having a picture change its expression it's like the tv miniseries of it where georgie's picture that's right starts talking or bleeding or whatever so because they've switched bodies and now the two girls come down and they're acting completely different because they've switched bodies, the parents actually think they've accomplished something for a second because then they're like, oh, well, now Haley's the bitch. Because <laughs> Haley's calling right. them by their first names and just kind of running out. It, well, is this the scene where there's like a whole bunch of breakfast humor going on too? Because basically Haley, as Alexia, wants to eat her normal pancakes or whatever, but... Alexia in Haley's body is making sure that the other one sticks to her normal diet of fruits and veggies. It's not even a normal diet. She's like, you have to go on this diet oh, right. now because she saw herself yes. and thought she was fat. <laughs> right. Meanwhile. Yeah, I mean, I think there is some blocking there. I mean, I d we'll get to it more later, but one of the funny things that recurs throughout the film is alexia in Haley's body just housing food yeah because now that right. she's in someone else's body she can just do whatever she wants right yes i always think that's funny it happens like a couple of times this is the cat calling part two it is yes. so but now they've switched bodies and of course Haley in alexia's body she's never experienced anything like this because she's so unattractive meanwhile the i mean movie, come on right <laughs> but whatever movie logic yeah she comes out in Alexia's body. This time it's even more insane than the first time. This is the time where the guy goes, <laughs> like he's fucking losing it. Yeah. Like they're literally like fist pumping in the air. That's, I don't really know oh. what's going on. <laughs> this is crazy. And she waves. And of course... Alexia and Haley's body is like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop it. Yeah. I just, can you imagine just it's so dark dudes doing this? You would get in so much shit now if you made this high school boys that were their same age acting like this. These are like adults. I know it is nuts. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, because it brings up a whole thing about, and I mean, I don't know if we want to necessarily take it this deep, but Haley is this young girl. She's going through puberty <laughs> oh no <laughs> no but clearly a theme in the movie is yes. she wants to be more advanced she wants to have a boyfriend she wants boys to like her she wants to be like her sister who looks like you know like a goddamn centerfold come to life yeah and like a cosmo model <laughs> a cosmo a magazine they would never mention in this movie right. But all of the sudden, it's thrust upon her all at once. It's literally overnight. It's not figuratively overnight. It is literally overnight. She's in a different body. 
She's the first time she's taking this body out for a spin outside. And people are fucking losing their minds because they were losing their minds even when it was yes. Alexia in there. So this is a new experience for her. And so just that whole thing. And I mean, that's an interesting thing that this movie doesn't fully explore because it's 89 minutes and it's pretty light and fun. But psychologically, that's like a huge thing just thrust upon Haley because it's like getting everything you want all at once. But the thing that you want may not be exactly what you think it is, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it right. might be darker than you actually thought. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and once you get all of that attention, it's like the genie's out of the bottle. You can't get that back in there. That's true. And it leads to, you know, a lot of potentially bad situations, bad feelings, creepy, terrible men doing bad things. True. I mean, she's naive about it, but she's having fun with it so far. Because, well, it's just because it's a light, fluffy movie, but the reality of this is kind of oh, like... the dark reality. I don't, yeah, it's potentially dark. It's super creepy. Definitely. It's like, what, are the, what the fuck is going on with yeah, these Yeah, we dudes? can settle on creepy. They're like, you know what's going to be great? In the morning, that girl's going to come back outside, and we're going to get to do this all over again tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, every day, they're like Something excited that she's going to come out. <laughs> Alexia in Haley's body has to drive because Haley, who's now in Alexia's body, doesn't know how to drive. Yeah, I enjoy this. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When they show up she's to the horrible. school... And Mittermiller walks up to them. It, it is a legitimate, hilarious part. Right. Not even, like, unintentionally. It's an intentionally funny part, and it's funny. Just her whole, like, Mittermiller's whole reaction to this. Yeah, she's like, are you drunk? <laughs> because, like I said, Heigl does a great job of just selling this. Like, she's never walked in high heels and right. stuff. Her knees are buckling, like, over <laughs> and over. And Mittermiller smells her, and it's like, are you drunk? Yeah. <laughs> you should know better. If I still had my badge, I'd have to write you up. What are you, drunk? It's a pretty good scene. But wasn't Alexia in Haley's body actually driving them this first time around? Isn't that what Mittermiller caught them doing? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Right. Alexia in Haley's body has to drive. Yes. But this switches because they get caught. Yeah, but she says, are you drunk? Because... Of she's, she's yelling walking. at the two of them, and then all of a sudden, Alexia is almost falling over because right. she has never been on these high heels before. Yeah, and so she, Mittermiller's mind then is going to, oh, her little sister had to drive because she's drunk. Yes, I'm just going to. There's also a distinct point where they are like, okay, we can't do this again. Like you have to start driving. Well, even this first day, which we'll get to in a second, I don't understand what their plan is because oh, they're like, Alexia in Haley's body is like I'm driving you can't drive this is my car you don't know how to drive so that she drives it in the morning even though she's the younger of, in terms of bodies true but then this whole plan this plays tricky. out where she's gonna leave early and get picked up by their mom what was the plan <laughs> yeah. then it, you so you made yourself drive but now you've left Haley in Alexia's body at school it's confusing <laughs> I know people listening to us who have never seen this movie They've already turned it off. <laughs> How There's no way to explain a body swap movie that makes sense. Just watch this movie. It's on Amazon Prime. Seriously. It's on. It's free in a lot of places if you don't have Prime. Just search it. It's streaming like on Vudu for free YouTube. and Tubi and all that. YouTube probably. Yeah, it is on YouTube. <laughs> Several versions. Okay, so usually Alexia gets out of gym, but Haley's just going to do it in alexia's body so let's talk about alexia's gym clothes yeah a little ridiculous jesus right? christ again you would think this would be like you know sent home yeah 
comedically it's a pretty fun scene though of her in the locker room like trying to pull the shirt down so it's longer oh true (laughs) yeah right she's trying to cover herself up in Haley's class alexia in her body passes out to avoid this big science test her mom comes and picks her up which you are just like you know what i think she could fail one test yeah but somehow this is they try to make this all like this is building towards this important thing or whatever i mean it's all it's very contrived but you know that's the way it needs to be Haley in Alexi's body washes off some of that heavy makeup, and admittedly she does look a lot better, and Kyle, of course, agrees. Yeah, the best she's ever looked. <laughs> Alexia sits down in, well, it's Haley, but Alexia, it, Alexia's body <laughs> sits down next to Caitlin at lunch, and Caitlin just straight up wets herself. <laughs> she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. She's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> what's happening? And since this Invites is actually... To sit with the other friends. Right. Since this is actually Haley, but the Haley body has left. Oh, no. And Caitlin was sitting by herself. Haley, in Alexia's body, invites her to sit with Alexia's gang. This is where we first learn about the rules. Oh, yeah. And this is also where it's brought up that, oh, Alexia broke up with Kyle last night because there's a limit to how long she's allowed to date Kyle. Anyway, Alex, tell us what happened last night. How did you do it? Do what? Dump Kyle. (laughs) Why would I do a stupid thing like that? Kyle's perfect. Alex, hello. hello. You hit the limit. What limit? The three-month max. Rule three, designed to maximize our experience with different men. As of midnight last night, the clock was up on Kyle. We reminded you yesterday. I thought the plan was to ask him over for dinner, do a little hot tub, call him a sick puppy, and then send him on his way. last night I didn't mean I wasn't being myself let's go for a walk this afternoon like old times listen Alexi I have practice after school I'm not interested in going with someone who calls me a sick puppy okay I can understand why you'd be angry but how can you resist me Okay. I'm sorry. I haven't been myself lately. Can we just get together after practice and talk? I could give you a ride home. Um, I, I guess I could use a ride. Yeah, that's right. And they actually explain it, too, because they need to maximize their time with different guys or This something. is literally straight from the third verse of Popular by Not A Surf. Okay. We're just yeah. explaining the rules right? <laughs> of how long you can date someone. I propose we support a one-month limit on going steady. I think it would keep people more able to deal with weird situations and get to know more people. I think if you're ready to go out with Johnny, now's the time to tell him about your one-month limit. He won't mind. He'll appreciate your fresh look on dating. And once you've dated someone else, you can date him again. I'm sure he'll like it. Everyone will appreciate it. You're so novel. What a good idea. 
I guess the story is Alexia broke up with Kyle the night before because of the rules, and Haley, who's in Alexia's body, didn't know this. And so she's like, this is the her first thought is like, God damn it. And then the second one's like, well, I she's have the like, power to try to change exactly this, I guess. Right. She was like, this was the only perk that I was really I looking forward dick. to. Yeah. <laughs> I need Donnie Jeff Code's dick. <laughs> so this is essentially the catalyst for when they start messing with each other's lives, which even though Alexia is kind of like the heel, it really is Haley in Alexia's body that really starts pushing the deal here. Like, I'm going to start doing what I want to do. Right, yeah. Because I made I'm this gonna, fucking wish, yeah, damn it. I'm going to take advantage of this situation. Haley wants the chance with Kyle, even if it's while she's in her sister's body. But as I pointed out, if Haley, actually Alexia, was always going to leave early in their minds, then what was the plan for Alexia, but actually Haley, to get home? So... She obviously is going to have to drive. She ends up giving Kyle a ride right. to try to like get back together with him. But, of course, she doesn't even know where he lives. She's going the wrong way. She's <laughs> flying all yeah. over the place. I think it's a stick shift. At some point, he's like, maybe I should drive. Right. And then they never explain how she gets from Kyle's house back home. Right. She just somehow magically does it. It is true, though. Like, before you drive, you could have rode places like a bunch of times. And then when you start driving, it's like, yeah, you're like, how Because you weren't really paying any attention. Right. Freed from the pressure of her appearance, Alexia can eat whatever she wants in Haley's body. We've touched on that. Okay, so in Alexia's body, Haley goes to see that science teacher to see if she can get the permission to make up the science test for her right. her younger sister who left early, who's actually Alexia. And the science teacher, of course, is just like such an asshole to Alexia, oh, even yeah. though it's actually Haley, but whatever. As all the teachers are, and then she... <laughs> He's like, you destroyed that desk. And he points over to that desk that's like all melted. <laughs> it's almost up there with the picture of Kyle changing it, its, its expression. Yeah. It's just like one not... of those gags. Or the Mitter monster on the door. True. Okay. You know, they gotta, so we have a few of these and it's like. You got to eh. throw some treats to the 10 year olds and that's younger. Right. Yeah. The true audience of this film. While Alexia and Haley's body's at home, Simon Smalley comes over, brings her some cookies. Yeah, although I was thinking to myself, I don't, I could not understand what was going on in this scene. But go ahead. First, well, you say what you're gonna say. I mean, the dude just shows up at a house, like he's planning on knocking on the door with like cookies. Yes. they're just on a plate, no plastic wrap or anything. <laughs> I mean, that's completely valid. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm confused about. So he's new, obviously. He just moved in across the street. The movers and the painters are the ones that are yelling at Alexia every day. Right. He comes over and he says, I heard about what happened to you, meaning like what happened in school and you had to leave early. And now all of a sudden he's home too? Isn't this still the middle of the day or is this uh, to supposed me, to be? This character should not even be in the movie. <laughs> I don't know, understand what's happening. So Who one of two things happened. From? Yeah, either he's at home too and somehow he heard about this. I don't understand how that makes sense. Or he was at school. He rushes home because the next scene we see is like Haley and Alexia's body leaving with Kyle from the school. Well, we know this dude doesn't have any friends. So he rushes home, gets these cookies together and rushes over in like two seconds. Yeah, I I don't get this. Whenever they were writing the screenplay for this, I, I mean, to me, this had to be like a last minute ad. <laughs> it's just like we need to get these characters together. Yeah, it's so just thrown in there. I do like that Alexia and Haley's 
body is like so dismissive just like oh thanks these are delicious like trying to shut the door (laughs) and he's like you don't want to know who i am (laughs) and she's like oh i don't know you (laughs) she just assumed that this was some loser nerd (laughs) that Haley knew your cookies (laughs) because she's so used to just people just giving her things all the time and bringing her (laughs) you know whatever yeah oh we don't want any oh no they're for you Haley. get well thing i i heard about your episode and i was worried Mm. Thanks, bud. These are delish. I, I'd ask you in, but I'm I'm ill. Maybe I'll see you tomorrow at school or something. You don't want to know who I am? <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> it's weird, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to keep things straight. People, places, nouns in general. That, that is weird. <laughs> um, I'm Simon Smalley. I just moved in next door. I, I've been wanting to meet you. Thanks for the cookies. (laughs) There's a special joy in watching Alexia in Haley's body interact with Caitlin. I love all these scenes. It's very funny to me. But this is the best one. It's after Alexia's gone home early, as we said. And then Caitlin, for some reason, buys her a CD and wraps it in wrapping paper. Yeah. I didn't really understand. When did she have time to buy the CD and wrap it? I don't know. A lot of people are just making crazy moves on the fly. A lot of gestures going on. Right. Here, here you left You left school early because you were sick. I'm going to buy you a CD. Right. It's like in cereal where, you know, they're just like, we're going to leave during second period to go get Stephanie a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we brought up cereal. We I need know, to but bring it up somehow. That part of the story always jumped out to me it's Kyle's so parking with Alexia at a Best Buy <laughs> it's like yeah and I was saying to Jay like you know it's Stephanie's birthday did she get her a present and he's like no I didn't so we decided that we'd go get her a present during the second period or whatever or I'll let you use my car I a mean, completely normal conversation for two high school boys to have <laughs> I know that part always jumped out to me it's so weird but it's like not even like addressed through all the crazy stories I'm like really this is like the reason so, Caitlin and Alexia and Haley's body are just hanging out in Haley's room. They're listening to, like, this ultra-generic rock music in the background. And Caitlin <laughs> goes, since when do you listen to this? As if it's identifiable at all. Like, what even is it? It's just guitars. <laughs> but then, the big moment where Caitlin reveals what her and Haley do in Alexia's room every day. Oh, yeah. Which was, of course, was unbeknownst to Alexia, but it's... Alexia and Haley's body. Okay. This is so great. She's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, when we read Alexia's diary and we try out her clothes. And she's just like, what? Yeah. And then the next thing you know, it cuts to, like, Caitlin running out of Alexia's closet, like, wearing her underwear. (laughs) She's just like, what the fuck? I know. That would be an earth-shattering thing to find out. (laughs) Just the violation. It's a shocking moment for Alexia right now, but she kind of gets over it pretty quick. Well, yeah, she's like, well, why wouldn't they want to be me? (laughs) She's like, yeah, I get it. Kyle's super into no-makeup Alexia, but Haley in Alexia's body makes a weird move where she's like, tell me you love me. Yeah, this is And he's just like, wait, what? What? Yeah, Yeah, that definitely caught him off guard. He is rattled after that. (laughs) He's like, wait, what's going on? Because the thing that we find out is that when... The actual Alexia broke up with him. She called him a sick puppy. <laughs> I know. I wrote that down too. I was like, well, call him a sick puppy and send him on his way. 
Which, like, Kyle seems like sort of a harmless dude. I feel like sick puppy. Three-month limit. I know. Sick puppy (laughs) seems like overkill. That seems like a harsh thing to say to someone who isn't really crossing any lines from what I can tell. Yeah, I know. I think it's almost like they meant it in a different way than, like, what it actually means. Because sick puppy would mean, like, I'm picturing him having to go door to door. Yeah. Like, when he moves (laughs) into a neighborhood. He's into some, like, real weird kinks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Foot stuff. Right. <laughs> on the first date. Although we find out he is kind of into some weird kinks. <laughs> Do we? For a Disney movie, I think. Actually, for any movie. I don't even know what I, you're I, talking about. To me, about. I, I think this is the only documented moment on film featuring a hickey. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. <laughs> There's been plenty of things with hickeys. Get out of here. I don't know, man. I'm always like, what the hell? Like, I remember seeing this. What? Well, I, you know, I shared a wild story with you after we recorded that Rear Window episode. Yeah, but there wasn't a movie about it. <laughs> there should have been. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I just, I remember even like seeing it when I was younger, like in middle school or when, whatever. Maybe I was in high school. You wouldn't want to suck on Alexia's neck when if you were in high school? Yeah, I just don't Get know that. Here. My experience, not not a lot of hickeys. I don't I, think that I, was, I had a, a lot of experience with it, but it definitely happened. I wasn't seeing a lot of girls walk into high school with hickeys on display. I'll say no, that. not on display. I mean, you got to try to hide it. Right, cover up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. God, it's so embarrassing to be right. talking about this at our age. <laughs> and yet, it's so great. But even though it's a kind of a big matzo ball hanging out there that she just fucking threw the love thing true the recoupling is complete she basically convinces him that they're not going to be broken up and she gets to make out with him alexia and Haley's body continues to straight up house food she's just shoveling that spaghetti into her face i do love how she like at, at some point references like this being like the most relaxing day of her life because she just doesn't have to give a shit about all the stuff she normally is which is like all these rules appearance right at the same time, while she's doing that, she's still forcing Haley and Alexia's body to diet. Now, the whole dinner scene here, when she comes back with the hickey, is very strange to me. It's funny, and I'm going to put a clip here, because I think it's a good scene, because Alexia, in Haley's body, sees the hickey, drags oh, her into the kitchen. And calls her a tramp? Yeah. Which, fair enough, based on what you just said, that you weren't seeing girls with hickeys walking around in high school. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I don't think it is like a scarlet letter of just like, what are you doing? I don't, don't necessarily do think it's tramp like behavior, but I feel like even by the time I was growing up, I, I don't know. Hickeys were kind of like you were all, too busy putting hickeys on like inner thighs. Is I what just you're saying. think it was more of sort of a laughable thing, a less sexual yeah. thing. It, I mean, it is like a little outdated, but I think yeah. I mean, I think it was probably still pretty okay normal in 96 but right. yeah I, I i don't really feel like it's a thing that people were doing by the time they were like doing like snap bracelets for like different sexual acts okay. and stuff you know <laughs> yeah, like all the right. crazy shit people would get into at different points like yeah a hickey seems like something out of like 1955 okay, or right. something yeah. but you know whatever sure. but okay so this scene is strange to me because okay so she drags Haley and alexia's body into the kitchen she's yelling at her they're freaking out the thing that bugs me so much though is that the dad gets up and like goes to that little like swinging door and puts his ear to it like he's listening and he's telling the mom what he's hearing he conveniently only hears the things that make sense you know what i mean i think maybe there's a little bit of denial going on here 
<laughs> He's denying that his daughter switched bodies. Is that what you mean? Yeah. They're saying things that don't make any sense if you don't know what's happening. And he doesn't act like that's weird. I, I do remember this because their fight seems like it would be crazy to him. Well, he's justifying it as if the younger sister, Haley, is calling out Alexia for getting a hickey and disapproving of that behavior. Yeah. And yes, that is weird, but is still within the realm of okay. sanity and possibility. Some I'd of the other shit like, that they're saying to each other, though, is clearly referencing something that he wouldn't understand. Yeah. And he doesn't act like that's weird. Like, he's not like... Because, I mean, I can't remember it verbatim, but basically... The little one, Haley, is acting like that's her boyfriend or whatever. You know what I mean? Like things yeah. that don't make sense. It's like, why wouldn't he be like, what are they talking about? I don't yeah, understand yeah. this. I think Somehow gotta, he only hears the things that make sense to him. He, he should be heading back to the psychology books. <laughs> Hello, dear family. You look like you're craving a salad. Your nails... So where have you been all afternoon? So, how is everyone? Alex, uh, why don't you come with me to the kitchen and I'll show you how to liven up that salad. Oh, it's not that bad. <clears throat> oh! Oh! Gosh! What is that? What? This! What? That! Ow! I don't know! That's a hickey, you, you tramp! This? This is a hickey? Yes! Sounds like Alex got a hickey and Haley finds it distasteful. Who did this to you? I mean, I mean me! I mean, who the hell did this? Well, Kyle, we were kissing and I guess things got a little out of control. You don't know how to kiss. I'm a natural. Wait a second. I broke up with Kyle last night. Mm. You got back together with him this afternoon. This, this, how could you? I couldn't resist, Alex. He told me I never looked prettier. He was talking to me. No. No, he was talking to me. You weren't there. Besides, I didn't like all that makeup you wear. That is it. Outside. Thanks a lot for ruining the most relaxing day of my life. So they go outside. They try to make another wish, but it's overcast. There's no stars. After the first day together ends, they realize that they may be stuck like this for a while. They each spend the next day purposely trying to ruin anything important to each other, such as their social reputation and extracurricular activities. So yeah. this sets so up a real wild time. Yeah, they're getting aligned. They don't want to send things way off the rails obviously like Haley and alexia's body has already really fucked things up by getting it going with kyle again that's what i mean i think like the normal reaction would be like oh alexia is more of the villain she's the one that they portray as like kind of a bitch or whatever yes. but it is Haley that starts with this that's true because they almost had like a an uneasy truce about day one they're like okay I'm going to get out of your science test. I'm going to not mess things up. I'm going to act normal. You know, like, let's try to just keep things on an even keel here and Man. get through it. Yeah. And then Haley goes and does this move where she's like, I'm going to get back together with this boyfriend that you just right. broke up with. And now all bets are off. 
Yeah, it's open season. It starts with a note. <laughs> a note written on like a an index card where Haley in Alexia's body wakes up and this note is just dangling in front of her face. It says, get ready for day two, dot, 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 new line, dot, dot, dot. So six dots in total. <laughs> You're going down, exclamation point. Oh, no. So for some reason, Alexia and Haley's body thought, A, that writing this note was like cool <laughs> and a good idea, and then B, sneaks into her room, goes up to like that metal bar above her bed and like hangs this note there. I know, it's it like, is what elaborate. a waste of time. Yeah, and it just feels like you're playing with fire here because... I know. <laughs> it's like mutually assured destruction going on right, here. Except as if the nukes were launched by both sides. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, when you think about where this all goes, it's hard to ever come back from this i mean it's it, so dumb it's too, not portrayed that way in the movie but whew. Haley, in alexia's body goes downstairs to find her body in a dominatrix outfit which complete with I, a riding crop this is i, I mean i i'm floored watching this i mean obviously this is like, a this is a big swing that i can't believe got through and yeah, that they played this I on know, disney i know this what is a, so insane. you're watching this with like a seven-year-old and they ask what's going on like what is this i mean i guess most of the time it's just gonna go right by them and and they're not gonna think about it but and obviously you talked about it the plot device of mom and dad and what's going on with them and it's basically just for this scene because it's like she comes down alexia and Haley's body in this ridiculous sexual outfit and mom and dad not reacting at all Right, and of course, the twist is that they set up these parameters as far as letting them wear the clothes for Alexia, and now this is ac- they think this is Haley right. doing this. This is something that like I-, I hadn't really thought too much about or given it thought on previous viewings, I don't think, but they also mentioned that, like, because they're like, well, you wore that before, yeah. and Alexia's like, for Halloween. Yeah, number one, it would never fit Haley. Oh, yeah. But number two, I mean, but what like, kind of parents are letting this uh, their girl, girl in, in high, high school... school wore this to a halloween party <laughs> i was like this is insane i know <laughs> oh it's so wild it always strikes me as funny too that even though she's wearing this insane outfit and she's literally gonna bring a riding crop to school right which okay she's then sitting there acting as if Haley, who's in her body it's just going to keep going along with this diet. Exactly. It's like, are you fucking crazy? Yes. You've already, you've ratcheted this up to a point where now it's like all bets are off. And I just feel like if you're Haley in Alexia's body, I mean, aren't you just like. Masturbating constantly. I, I'm just like, I'm just going to blow past that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, wouldn't you be like, you can't do this to me. You can't go to school in that outfit. I will never like recover physically. From this. Well, yeah, now you're the bigger of the two. Hey, right. Fuck her up. Yeah, I'm not driving you. <laughs> beat that's the shit sure. out. Yeah. Beat the shit out of yourself <laughs> but to stop this from I, happening. I, I mean, it's well, just she like, doesn't drive. Her. I know, which is a good move. So that means her parents drove her to school in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, okay, I got back with your fucking boyfriend of three months for one day. Something that can easily be undone. What you're about to do to me can never well, be undone. I think what we're revealing here is that there's some deep-rooted issues i think so that have yet to be addressed, as there often are and they're manifesting themselves in hurtful ways it's these fucking parents man Haley, who's in alexia's body though does come up with a fairly clever counter move but ultimately it lacks the shock value even if it is kind of slutty and trashy 
she wears the same outfit as the day before, but it's all wow. like untucked and undone. Yeah. And no shower. And she, it's like really skanky, I guess. It is. But like, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's clever. It's funny. And it definitely fucks with Alexia. Pales in comparison. But yeah, it, you can't, there's nothing that, right. unless you show up nude. I mean, how are you going <laughs> to top this? Yeah. <laughs> I will say she does get ridiculed by her friends. But Kyle doesn't even notice. Yeah, I know, which does seem insane because I feel like he would be the first person to be like, where did you sleep last night? (laughs) I mean, something seems fishy here. A dumpster. (laughs) It seems as if it's just aimed at the three friends and that's it. Because the rest of the student body is probably terrified of Alexia and is just going to assume. Oh, yeah. Whatever she's doing is fine and cool. She's trendsetting. (laughs) <laughs> the next day, everyone shows up wearing the same outfit again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which is essentially something taken straight from Mean Girls. True. Whatever Regina George does is the cool thing. Yeah. And they do the montage of the different girls saying that they did something just because Regina George did it. Oh, well, I've always said that Mean Girls is a poor man's wish upon a star. Did you ever see Mean Girls? I've seen parts of it. All right. Well, I don't want to hear that. Though. Not end to end. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Simon ends up getting a ride with Haley. He, of course, assumes this is Alexia, but it's actually Haley, the girl that he wanted to meet. Yeah, which I, I can't even buy Simon having the balls to approach Alexia. Right, because if he heard, quote-unquote, about Haley's incident, then he's heard, quote-unquote, about who Alexia is and her and rep. And he's seen, quote-unquote, <laughs> how stunning This Alexia fucking is. Barbie doll right. that lives across the street, I'm yeah. going to ask her for a ride. I know. <laughs> And, I mean, he is Hall of Fame level dud. <laughs> he is a wet fart. A stain. <laughs> yeah. Just worthless. I mean, we're being kind of brutal, but... But watch the movie and you'll agree yeah, 100%. He just, There's no redeeming know. qualities of Simon. What was the casting process like? Just grabbing some random dildo from the mall? I mean, did they, they even were like, test this guy out? We need, like... Someone okay. who's going to bring zero energy and zero presence to we the proceedings. We know that we can't get the kid from Dazed and Confused, but who could we get that's like him, except even worse at acting? In the girls' room at school, Alexia, as Haley, still dressed as a dominatrix, although wearing like a leather jacket or a pleather jacket to cover this outfit, she writes, Haley Wheaton is a wench on the wall above the mirrors, while her sister intentionally tanks the winter festival photo shoot that means so much to alexia tanks meaning making just weird faces faces, yeah which i mean the photographer is completely put off by this but don't you feel like this is another thing that alexia could get away with yeah i mean i guess it is questionable like why she's doing it it's more like maybe from his perspective he's just annoyed right he seems like a student we should say that it's not just like an adult photographer (laughs) yeah yeah he's just like (laughs) oh This fucking bitch. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Alexia then fucks with Haley's oral astronomy makeup exam. Right. Where she's just like giving joke answers and that fat teacher is just like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean. It's super awkward because the rest of the class is watching like slides and it's just the two of them like face to face in the back of the classroom. Right. And she's giving all these like bitchy answers. Yeah. And then Haley returns to the women's restroom. Right, so Haley in Alexia's body shows up into the women's bathroom now and crosses out her name and writes Alexia in lipstick. Imagine someone walking in and catching either of them doing this and writing their own name. 
<laughs> right. I mean, this is like a a Jussie Smollett situation. <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the fuck is happening right now? I, I mean, this is in the age before cell phone cameras and things. All right. You know, like, what? How do you even explain what's happening? Like, they're framing a a, a hate crime against themselves, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> calling themselves a wench. The scope or the motives of it, it yeah, it would be mind blowing to. It'd be one of those unsolved it. mysteries that people talked about. For just years to come, it would be right. like the kids from Virgin Suicides. They would have to like meet and talk about it years later. Like, I don't understand what was happening. <laughs> Why was she writing her own name? Uh, but I mean, you know, as I was watching it, it, it did cross my mind too. It's like I don't remember middle school and high school the word wench being thrown around. I don't really remember wench being thrown around, other than as like one of those weirdo dudes that thinks they're like cool because they say like dumb words. Yeah, and it's just annoying. Not in common usage for me. Like, shut up, wench. You know, or like some, you know, trying to be funny in public, and it's just like, ugh, you know, real cringe humor. Other than that, does anybody ever use that word? I know it's. I I was like, (laughs) this seems so odd to me that that would be. It is possible that this was a more. I'm just guessing. I have no clue, but it's possible that it was like a PG-13 script that they toned down for TV, right? And took out slut, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. or bitch. Yeah, something like that. So now, obviously, anyone going into that bathroom will get the impression that these two Wheaton sisters are nothing but stank-ass trash. Well, it's just <laughs> true, yeah, and starting to become apparent. Approval rating of the Wheaton sisters at an all-time low right. across the high school. <laughs> Alexia, she could go a day. She has enough going for her that one bad day ain't ruining anything. But Haley... Where it's going with her, I mean, this to me is unrecoverable. As I mentioned, Kyle doesn't even notice Alexia is wearing the same clothes as the day before, which means he's either a great guy or just a really non-observant asshole. And honestly, it's kind of a problem when you think about it. When you think about the reality of this, that this is so out of character and strange for her to do this, she shows up, she looks like she's slept in a pile of garbage, she didn't take a shower, and obviously... So much of her is wrapped up in appearance, wrapped up in her makeup, her hair, her clothes, and all of a sudden this is such a 180. As her boyfriend, he doesn't think it's worth taking her aside and being like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? This is abnormal behavior. He's just often some dreamland where he doesn't notice anything and doesn't care, I guess. I don't know. It's just a really strange behavior that isn't addressed at all. The movie presents it as if this makes him a good guy. Because he doesn't care about makeup and clothes. Alexia's friends, though, not impressed. You can tell they're potentially plotting a coup here to th- overthrow oh, yeah. her, but they, they don't know. They don't have the, the balls picture. to put right. this all together. They're like, who's going to be the leader then? I don't know. <laughs> they're like the most anonymous, mean girls, I think, imaginable. Like, you can't even really tell them apart. Well, they're awful, but yeah, they don't have any. They certainly don't have a strong enough personality. In They're the PG can... awful. Right. They're not even PG-13 right. awful. Yeah. They're just kind of vaguely bitchy, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know, not really well-defined. Well, it's like you can tell because they consistently reference that Alexia created all these rules and everything. Oh, yeah, she's so the queen bee. So they're 100% followers. Yeah, but they feel like something's amiss here. Oh, yeah. Because now Alexia... Well, she's Their breaking leader, all her own rules. Breaking all the rules. She's acting strange. She broke the three month rule. She broke the two outfits. <laughs> two days. I love in, how like the, the one is like two days in a row. Rule number four. I'm like, they had to list don't wear the same clothes 
two days in a row as the fourth rule. I know. That seems like a really strange place to get to that. To me, that one doesn't need a rule. Yeah. It, like, it's just sort of like... I would feel like saying. in that group, that would have to be a given. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about Caitlyn for a second, because this gets real sad and pathetic. I know. I turn on Caitlyn real hard at this part, and I know it's like, there's obviously some deeper issues going on there. <laughs> like, she just is so desperate to get to that next level and be accepted. Yeah, I think it's more popular, it's more love even. Oh, you think it's just a, an Alexia obsession? I think, yeah. But she's just so quick to drop Haley I know. here. Her willingness to just 100% bury Haley and be like, yeah, we're not even really friends. So basically what happens is they're in the cafeteria now. Alexia shows up. Caitlin runs up to her. She's like, I want to sit with you. I just don't I think I have more in common with you and your friends. I just don't really relate to Haley anymore. And of course it cuts to They're Haley. Just like, what are you talking about? You're not cool. Wearing that Dominatrix outfit, getting set up for something that we don't even know what's happening. Oh, yet. I know. The and wheels are like, going oh, in no. motion in the background. It's like, oh boy. Well, we saw what she was wearing in the house. And now she's I put know. that jacket over it. So we know something's going down oh, here because yeah. <laughs> she's got that jacket on and, and she hasn't done the full reveal yet. I don't think Haley in Alexia's body it really is reacting to this enough. Yeah, at this I, point, I, I think she, she like, should no, be willing no, 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 to tackle no, no. her and right. go to the exactly. office for fighting yes. rather than let this play out right. like it does. <laughs> Maybe she's just in shock. Yeah. She's I would just, be like, she's not going to do it. She's so used to eating shit that she doesn't realize that she's the bigger one now. Okay. That she can right. beat her up. <laughs> She can beat herself up in another body. It's everybody's dream. But even her revenge to this, I, I just feel like... Yeah, is it stinks. So, right. Although, I guess it really doesn't counter what Alexia does in Haley's body, but it, it does add to the whole thing where people don't know what's going yes. on anymore. It, it It's almost like a defense by diversion. Like, I'll just add confusion to this so people won't know what to make of what's happening. Because it's such a weird thing to react to. By doing this. Okay, so we should explain. Okay, please. This is the moment we've been building towards. I mean, what could even be said? Haley kicks it off with setting this boom box up on a chair, and it plays this ridiculous I, song. This, I, don't, I don't Is it like a wannabe like Madonna song or something? Well, they refer to her as like Madonna, but right. no, I mean, it doesn't really sound like any Madonna song. No, I, I don't know. really know. It's somehow sexually suggestive. It actually, in a way, now that I'm not watching the movie... At the ver- this very moment, it reminds me of like maybe like a Melissa Etheridge song. Yeah, I was, or or I was thinking like Shania Twain, but not one of the sad songs, one of the more aggressive ones. <laughs> she plays this. She hops up on a table. She's got the riding crop. She's stripping off the jacket, dancing around semi seductively. I mean, it's not super lewd, but I mean, right. it's okay. crazy for to be happening in school. She's using a spoon Let's to like lip sync the song. Imagine this ever happening in any universe. No. Honestly, I mean, you could create a Twitter account or an Instagram account purely dedicated just to the gifts and oh, screen know. grabs from this sequence, mostly from uh, the other students. Oh yeah, not even just Haley. But well, that's the thing. I don't know what's actually more mortifying, uh, like Haley being in this outfit dancing in front of everyone, or the dudes that are reacting to this. The reactions. The reactions. The facial are so expressions horrible. of all the students. Yeah. The attempts to dance. Or rock with the music made by some of these other people, which I don't even think a lot of those are genuine. I think it's people being like ridiculous on purpose. Oh, it has but to it, be. it speaks to the filmmaking process of like how do you let these extras in acting like this? Oh, I know. it's that insane. 
Yeah. People who haven't seen the movie, maybe not even understanding, watch it, check it out on Amazon Prime. Right. Just now, get to this scene, watch the extras dancing around. What are they doing? Absolutely, this is the most insane thing any of these people would ever see on a school day. That being or said, in their lives. Well, for sure. No one would ever <laughs> stop talking about this. No. But the reactions are still so far beyond that. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the normal reaction, because, like, you know, the students are, like, clapping with the music and kind of rocking and rotating and, what you know, whatever. The actual reaction would, I think, just be stunned silence from everyone else. I think so. Because it's so out of character for Haley, number one, and it's so extreme for anyone to be doing this, no matter what their character was like in, in day-to-day life, right. that people wouldn't even know how to react. People would probably scream, look away... <laughs> Obviously, this would be a suspension. I mean, I would think further disciplinary action would be considered. I mean, this is. It's tough to say, though. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. Because when you actually think about it, what is she doing other than getting on a table? And, you know, the outfit's kind of. That outfit? It's not really revealing anything. I mean, for a dominatrix outfit, I mean, obviously it's insane. And they would say, you're not allowed to wear this. But it's not like it's actually revealing anything. It's. For that kind of an outfit, I mean, it's pretty okay. Conservative. Not that I mean, everything's racy. covered. All right. By a mile. I mean, it's not even close to being. Yeah. So I mean, what exactly is she doing? She's it's just dancing on a table. Though, still, even though it's not revealing, it's it's pretty. I don't it, think it's that. It's not. No. It's nowhere near as ridiculous as the outfits Alexia was just wearing <laughs> in her day to day life. Attire. It's not. I mean, it's not even not even half the skin. That's is true. Showing That's a good that. point. So yeah. She would be in trouble. In reality, they would be concerned that there was some sort of a mental breakdown. <laughs> I think so. Because it's so weird, especially for her, someone that's never done anything, right? to just suddenly do this. And it's the most insane thing ever. They're like, are you going to bring a gun to school? <laughs> are you going to kill yourself? Oh, yeah. I, do you have a drug problem? Like, those kind of that things. That would probably, yeah. I think that would come if to mind If it was Jennifer Love Hewitt's mom from I Know What You Did Last Summer, she would just be like, are you on drugs? Right. Then she would say no, and then be like, good enough. All right, moving <laughs> I'm on. I'm convinced. The counter, we should point out, is Haley in Alexia's body just grabbing Kyle, making out with her while her sister's dancing on the table, making out with Kyle, right. dry humping, basically. I mean, it's an insane makeout sesh Kyle's right just in front like of everyone. Kyle's just willing to be put on display here. That's one of the moments, to me, where you feel like Katherine Heigl is pretty young. Yeah. She says, like... Oh, come on, baby. She says it like in a real weird way, and you're just like, Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But there's nothing she can do, really, to counter what's happening. No, no, no. It's like, again, like we said when they were picking out the outfits. See, I mean, and that's the y- thing. you can't top what's going on here. I-, I just feel like Haley in Alexia's body would just be like, This is too far. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. This, well, this movie should end I would in just murder. like have a complete breakdown and like start crying at like what is happening to her body on a table. Yeah. Like, you know? This movie definitely does have a lack of like raw emotion. They, they never get like that emotional about right. anything. And you would think that this would be a very emotional time. Like people would be freaking out, <laughs> yes. crying, screaming. Yeah, I mean, you could make like a dark version of this movie that that ends like in a murder. <laughs> and so then she just stays in Alexia's body forever. <laughs> yeah, that would be a And then fun she has to go to jail. Twist. <laughs> <laughs> Miss 
what's the principal's name? Mitter Miller. Yeah, Miss Mitter Miller is the wardeness <laughs> at the prison. I mean, come on, that's where we all wanted this to go. <laughs> yeah. We all felt like it needed to get there. One trashy summer too. <laughs> One trashy summer too. Electric Boogaloo. That's right. Wish upon a star a dish. Mitter Miller breaks it all up. She takes the two girls to the office. But their only actual punishment, really, is just to clean off the graffiti that they themselves wrote about themselves in that bathroom. Yeah. That's really it. That's very meta. But you're like, you're thinking suspension or expulsion for I, at least Haley, and you're just like, <laughs> all they have to do is clean oh, some writing off a wall. I don't know, man. It just feels like... And then she's like... going to call their parents and have her, the parents come in, but I mean, that's really it. A nerdy sophomore is wearing like a jacket, gets on a table, takes it off, and is wearing like this tiny dominatrix outfit and starts performing this sexual. Even when you say it like that, I'm like, yeah, the first thing they would do is like call in like a psychiatrist. True. It just sounds so crazy. Yeah, but 96, I don't know if. If it was Alexia. Mental health wasn't. (laughs) That's true. They would just shoot her. (laughs) (laughs) No, but if it was Alexia that did it. Okay. And obviously it is Alexia, but it's in Haley's body. But if it was Alexia that did it, yeah. I mean, they would probably just at least suspension and probably maybe more because right. they had just had enough of her at that point. Although it's <laughs> so not like... You're basically not going to graduate because of your grades, so... <laughs> grades aren't that bad. They they definitely overreact, everybody. And we talk about this one, how shitty all the teachers are to her. We never have evidence that she really did anything that bad. But whatever. Anyway, if it was her, yes. I mean... Since it's her sister who has, like, good grades and no track record, yeah, I don't really see them making that big of a deal. Well, I mean, obviously everyone's, like, a little bit jealous of Alexia. ever has talked about this movie for this long, including the people that made it? I don't think so, no. (laughs) (laughs) This is why this is a Friday bonus, people. This is what a Friday bonus is all about. You'll spend more time editing this podcast about it than they spend editing this movie. (laughs) How many takes do you think they did of some of these scenes? (laughs) Not that many. Got what we needed. Especially ones that Simon was in. I mean, God forbid they have to go again with him. (laughs) You know what would be like a real nightmare is like reading on IMDb trivia that like the guy that played Simon dated both of these (laughs) chicks. He broke up with both of them. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like fighting over him. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like unknown now, but is like somehow dating Jennifer Lawrence or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Clean it off if you want to be admitted back to class. I can't believe you would do that. I'm working a year on that project. If I could have, I would have had you expelled too. I mean, at first you, you come home with a hickey on your neck. Next, you're practically mauling my boyfriend at the cafeteria. What next, Haley? What, are you going to lose my virginity too? You're you're a virgin? Yes, I'm a virgin. I have morals, Haley. You obviously don't know very much about me. Wow, I mean, Kayla and I were sure that you and Kyle were... Well, I didn't do anything like that, except kiss. A lot. You didn't? I can't believe you actually thought I would do that. What am I supposed to think? Sorry, Alex. I'm really sorry. Look, we better cut this out before we just destroy each other's lives. Okay, there's nothing more important to me than going to Felder. 
I just want a chance. Please don't take that away from me. I won't. She gotta get me out of this and into the science fair. Deal. So while they're in the bathroom cleaning that graffiti off, they kind of have it out. And it's funny because... Again, again, I, no, no. Alexia please. in Haley's body is the one that's more pissed, oh, even know. though she was the dominatrix. Right. And she's like, how could you have done this? Like, the stuff about Kyle. And I, she's like, how could you have made out with my boyfriend that I was broken up with for one day? <laughs> and she's like, what are you going to do next, Haley? Lose my virginity for me? Yeah, and it's like, a big whoa, reveal. like yeah, nails like, across the yes. chalkboard. Like, what? Record scratch. <laughs> and it's the big moment where we find out Because we were that all thinking... That skis Alexia is yeah. actually a virgin. Of she course means, I'm a virgin. I have morals. Yeah, which that line to me was like hilarious. Yeah, Because yeah. it's like, why would they put that in this? I know. <laughs> it's almost like, why not act like Saved by the Bell and just not even address sex at all? Oh, right. Why yes. crowbar this in there just to make some sort of weird premarital sex is bad statement or something? I don't even know what they were even trying to go for. Clearly... It was like a bargaining process, like, okay, we'll let you put the dominatrix outfit in, but you have to stress that sex is bad. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know, just a really weird anti-teen sex thing to throw into a movie that's just made for TV, and it's clearly for kids. It's just like, come on. I don't know. Right. But it's also weird to have her say that, but you're also introducing the notion that to everyone else it was just, like, common knowledge that they were getting it on, you know? So it's like... Yeah. So now it's time for them to fix each other's lives. I will say that the second half of this movie is a lot less fun. That's true. I have From no this more point notes. on, we're about like 50 minutes into an 89-minute movie. Now, I'm sure people are looking at how long this episode's <laughs> been to this point and throwing up that right. we spent this much time yeah, yeah. on 50 the minutes of 50 this. Minutes. But like that, the second it, half is not great, <laughs> right? Because now they're getting along, and it's kind of just this process of let's clean everything up that we fucked up, and then let's try to figure out how to switch back. By the way, if it. this was on the original list of episodes we were going to do for this podcast, it would have just been the first fifty minutes of Wish Upon a Star. <laughs> yeah, and that would have been the title of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I actually think that, believe it or not, this was not on the original list, but I think Susie Q was. Oh wow! Because it's on. I think it was on YouTube or something. Okay. I was like, we should watch it and do it. Right. We still may do Suzy Q. Maybe that'll be a Friday bonus at some point. (laughs) All Disney Channel. I only ever saw that movie once, and it was a long time ago. Same. I don't really remember it all that well. Uh, Yeah, me neither. Other than I I had a huge crush on on Amy Jo Johnson. Death is certainly a part of it. I know that. (laughs) As it should be. Yeah. So they set up a mattress outside. They're getting along and laughing. They're waiting for these shooting stars. They talk about the rules. They're laughing about the rules that Alexia made up for her and her friends. One of the rules is they have to read every issue of the magazine self cover to cover. And I was just like, self? Oh, I know. That's such a weird choice. And you didn't even know it was a real magazine. Right. I was just like, this is just something that they just made up. (laughs) It definitely is a real magazine. It's like a women's health and beauty magazine. It's for older people probably than high school age. But I just thought that was so funny because clearly what they're going for is like Cosmo or something like that. Yeah. But they're like, well, we can't do that. Well, I love when they're going over the rules and they reveal the big one, which kind of sheds some light on Alexia's whole existence, which is act superior to everyone. Yeah. That's a strange rule to have. (laughs) 
it's very like a white power esque <laughs> rule going on here. But you, there's I, a lot of darkness to these rules I because know. they talk about the scale that one of them, one of the girls in Alexia's gang, keeps in her. Oh locker. yeah, because they weigh in every yeah. Friday or something. Jesus Christ! So basically, in this universe of this movie, eating disorders okay. Right. Any sexuality whatsoever, bad. Right. Ridiculous. Yes. Why would you even mention it? <laughs> While spending the evening outside searching for a shooting star to make their wish to switch back, they decide to spend one more day as each other. Haley's task in Alexia's body is to help convince her teachers that Alexia is not an airhead. Wait, how did they make up again? <laughs> just because... It's just because they were in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and Alexia in Haley's body is to help show Haley how easily Haley can get a guy. This kind of comes out of nowhere. They've been like teasing this as a possibility, but then they're just like full on like they literally do cut to a scene at one point where a guy is just like massaging Haley's back. Yeah. In a, in class. It is strange the way they now, play it out. I do know how like creepy high school boys are and yes, weird shit like this did happen. I definitely remember people like rubbing girls' oh, backs yeah, and yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Which is so Ooh. lame that this kind of shit was going on. One shudders at the thought. <laughs> I just remember like those kind of dudes that were always like they they wanted to hug like every girl that was like their quote unquote friend, and yeah. then they'd be the type that were like giving back. It's just like come on and ask a girl out, dude. What is all this? Yeah. <laughs> as, as you're like looking down, <laughs> I'm like thinking, what are you talking about? I might have had some moments. <laughs> Some I mean, moments of sadness. All right, so some let's moments talk about, of pathetic behavior in my life, sure. Yeah, so, and so basically, if this movie wasn't like so anti-sex, and this was like Alexia in Haley's body, and she's like, "All right, I'm gonna make you popular with boys," and it just like cuts to Haley like being pig roasted in the oh, no. room. <laughs> I do think about all of the fun things, though, like all of the gross fun things that would come up in a body swap situation. You know, like pubic hair stuff. Like, okay. what if Alexia had herpes? Oh, no. You know, like, can you think of anything else that would be fun? Like, what yeah, if Alexia I, wears thongs? Well, I was just thinking. I, and I don't, Haley doesn't. I, I don't often associate herpes with fun. <laughs> fun for the movie. Okay. <laughs> you know, in other words, things that would take this from being a TV movie on Disney to, like, R-rated. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm Matt I'm sure just no-selling the fun at this point. I don't know. <laughs> I was mostly thinking of. Yeah, it just seems gross, you know. All right, dynamite. <laughs> also, why do they think that they can control when there will be a shooting star in the sky? Oh, right. I know. I've literally Something, never seen a shooting I was gonna star say, people in my spent entire their life. Lives, it's like maybe seeing shooting stars like a couple times, or zero. I mean, I'm not always looking, but I, right. I've never seen one in real life. Yeah, so I have only a handful. They of act times. like they can just see them at any point. Oh, I know, and it'll be fine. Yeah. The parents looking out at them in the backyard obviously think they've made progress. They've never gotten along before. Now they're laughing together outside. Everything is working out great. And these two idiots think that it's their dumbass idea that's somehow making this happen. So obviously when they go to see Mitter Miller, which is a different scene, they don't really care what Mitter Miller tells them. Okay, yeah. They're like, well, you feel free to do whatever you feel like you got to do as their principal, but we're not going to do anything else. Because this is working great, and we're going to write a book about this. <laughs> that actually makes Mitter Miller sympathetic to the girls. I think she's just like, oh my god, <laughs> these two are like idiots. <laughs> I'm going to drop a little IMDb trivia Please. on you right now, which 
honestly, I've read a lot of IMDb trivia for a lot of movies. Wow, I don't think one... I've ever read anything this hilarious. Holy cow, that's no under trivia because it's insane. Think about what I'm saying and think about who like just think about how it's phrased and like what they're talking about. Okay. This is literally there on IMDb. Anyone can look this up under Wish Upon a Star. The boyfriend of one of the sisters who was also the star basketball player on the team is actually an incredibly terrible basketball player in real life. Extremely uncoordinated. Wow. Filming had to be reshot an extraordinary amount of times <laughs> due to his lack of talent with a basketball. This cannot be real. That's what it says. They could not recast this person? They who were they didn't even say they're talking obviously talking about Don Jeffcoat. But they don't even say. They don't say Kyle. They don't say which oh, sister. Okay, okay. They don't. They don't even yeah, specify yeah. <laughs> anything. It's like this person hasn't even seen the movie. I for some reason I was just picturing it being like an extra on the basketball team in the background. Well, no, it says the boyfriend yeah, yeah, of right. one yeah. of the sisters, oh, yeah. who is also so, the star basketball player on the team, which he's not. No, no, in is fact, actually, actually an incredibly terrible star. basketball player in real life. This sounds like a personal vendetta to Did try they? to embarrass somebody. <laughs> But they, do they really show him playing basketball? No. No. There's barely any basketball action in this movie. <laughs> I don't know what this is even in relation to. I mean, it's so insane. And yet, wow, that is a crazy piece 10 out of, of 12 people found it interesting <laughs> on IMDb. So Kyle has big plans now. He's all happy with Ale- Alexia. Their relationship, now that they've broken up and got back together, is going great because Haley is so into him and it's right. just changing their whole dynamic. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, You barely even spoke to me for the other three months we were dating so he's like i'm gonna get to start for a change you're gonna win whatever the fuck what is it princess that's right <laughs> queen at the winter festival yeah, yeah queen winter queen and we're gonna celebrate together by dancing all night i mean it's just like oh my god yeah imagine actually saying that to your girlfriend well, in like, high school I, yeah even like <laughs> Haley as alexia is like i think we should break up <laughs> come on dude <laughs> then he tells alexia that he loves her but it's still Haley, obviously and she's like panicking because she knows this is gonna, this is something that she, he should be telling to actual Alexia, right? Because I think when they were outside on the mattress, that's when she was like, "I didn't really want to break up with them, but these stupid rules and that's oh, when yeah, they're yeah. making fun of the rules." These so rules that I in, made up. Yeah, she's admitted that like she's painted herself into a corner with those <laughs> rules, and she didn't really want to do this. So she obviously does have feelings for Kyle, and now Kyle's telling Alexia that he loves her, but it's really Haley. Haley's freaking out. I do love when he's like telling her about this change once they got back together and he says quote it's just something that happened this week him falling in love with her i guess (laughs) (laughs) even when i was in high school and i didn't really have that much sense of what being in love is i I knew enough not to say things like that i ever was in love was in high school (laughs) that's that's actually fair yeah i get it but that's what, sure, that's the only time my emotions were real. Well, he was never <laughs> right when I could still feel joy in life. But he is really starting to get into her now because it's Haley in Alexia's body, and she actually treats him like a person. I think Alexia was just like boot like on the pet. throat for <laughs> three months, you know. Which I mean, he obviously liked that too. I mean, well, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> so Haley in Alexia's body runs away, leaving Kyle stranded. But he decides to follow her out of the school. She runs to the car like she's going to leave. But then there's Simon waiting there who's now, I guess, infatuated with Alexia. Mm-hmm. So That's he like gives her Simon. a gift, which I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I don't even I don't know, know if they show it. I can't remember. 
because the point of it is he just goes in for the kiss. And I know just kisses this was her crazy. on the lips. Right. Again, can't be stated enough how much of a loser Simon is. I'll give it up to this dude though. This is a crazy move. I'm just like whoa. <laughs> yeah. None Something of us I don't think coming. anybody in this room would have the balls to ever <laughs> yeah, do. Certainly not. <laughs> just like whoa. She's giving him a ride home, and she's like, look, I think you're a great guy, but you should really give my sister another chance. I couldn't stop myself, Alexia. Look, Simon, I think you're great. I think you're great, too. You're just attracted to my looks. It's not your looks. I mean, well, no offense. It's just that physically you're not really my type. At first, I actually thought I had a crush on Haley, but now that I'm getting to know you, I realize our personalities are much more compatible. Haley's too wild for me. Wait, back up. We're talking about Haley? I think Haley's attractive. Well, it's what's inside that really matters. Um, look, Simon, I think you need to get to know Haley better. We're sisters. You know, we're a lot more alike than you think. This conversation is so ridiculous and so phony. Where he's like, physically, you're not really my type. He says that to Alexia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, basically yeah. like, I really liked your sister Haley, but she so, was such a bitch. <laughs> but why would Haley be into Simon? Why would anyone be into Simon? I know, but what evidence do we have of this movie that Haley had any interest in him? None, really. Right. Other than he was just presented as a character. Yeah, yeah, which is enough. <laughs> yeah. Because now that Alexia's been getting things going for Haley it seems like she'd have at least some options she doesn't have to settle for Simon that's a good point but whatever it's not even really like the movie ends with them like that's true really being a couple and they're dancing at a dance or something whatever (laughs) we're getting like upset I know (laughs) folks you may not realize this but after we stop recording this episode we'll then have like 45 minutes of venting our anger about yeah, this, right. this situation trying to decompress this fucking from this. simon guy right. fuck him yeah. i'm gonna find where this guy lives and kill him seriously he does stink though it's like luke wilson on the roof in royal tenenbaums oh, yeah he like punched through my window you're like we gotta get this right guy. <laughs> that night both of the wheaton sisters fall asleep before the stars come out and they're both like on these couches i just want to touch on this for a second this because is another absurd scene i yeah and i wanted to say like these two are planning on switching back this night. Yes. And they both just pass out. Right. Well, their parents come home. I don't know. God knows where their parents There's are most of the time. There's nothing built into the plot for this, though, like, that they're so tired this night. No. it's. I guess, like, the the story is that they're just having, like, they're, they're almost, like, getting used to it. And they're, like, getting along and they're just happy. And so. <laughs> this is our new lives. <laughs> this is life now. Yeah. I just think it's strange that their parents. Okay. Both of them are asleep. They're out. Their parents come in. They're like, should we wake them up or should we just put them to bed? Put them to bed. <laughs> so then the mom goes over to Alexia, who is Catherine Heigl, who's probably taller than the mom oh, at yeah. this point. And the dad goes over to Daniel Harris, cuts to them being up in the bedroom. What happened? Did they carry them up <laughs> well, the, the stairs? the physics of it didn't make sense. So they literally like are lifting them up over their shoulders <laughs> and like carrying them up they, the stairs. You know, flip a coin. Which one picks them up by the legs? Which one picks them up by the head? <laughs> oh, God. Why would they put that in there to be like, should we put them to bed? And well, then cuts to them being in bed and still asleep. I know. That's the thing. So it's like, did they carry they have them this, up the stairs? They have this big plan for the, the night, which is a pretty... 
pivotal moment in each of their lives. Yeah, like switching a, back to their they're definitely own bodies. pretty calm about this whole thing. <laughs> right? And then so sound asleep that they don't wake up when being brought up at least one flight of stairs by God knows what methods. Oh, I know. <laughs> I don't see how that mom was carrying Catherine Eichel I up know. the stairs. Right. <laughs> oh God. So Haley wakes up in the middle of the night, but just in time to wish on a star. <laughs> Seriously, it's like a meteor shower every night. In this, <laughs> where do they live? This is obviously happening on Earth too. Oh, yeah, it's not actually <laughs> the real Earth. When she awakens the next morning, she finds that they didn't switch back and believes that they will never be able to return to their own bodies, but she doesn't tell Alexia. I just want to point out again, just I noticed it during this part because I think she was like getting ready for this big day. This is like their big day of all this stuff happening. Catherine Heigl sitting in front of the mirror, just shockingly beautiful. I just, okay. All right. Yeah. Sent that said. Right. <laughs> on the record. Okay. She just, I mean... You can see why she was a famous actress. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I think it's clear to most people. So the big day is happening. Haley's got this big science presentation thing that we've barely even mentioned that this is a thing that's happening because <laughs> right. who cares? This was her big moment. Alexia's got the winter formal queen shit, all the voting. Caitlin, not surprisingly, gets fucked over by all of Alexia's friends who so- have decided to pass out this thing saying that there's a quote-unquote open party, whatever that means, oh, I know. at Caitlin's house. This is house. so dumb. So Caitlin invited, but I feel for Caitlin here. Alexia's three friends over, but not Alexia, which I also found weird. Well, they're trying to push her out a little bit. Yeah, Caitlin's thinking she, she thought she was going to be the right. new queen bee. Yeah, little did she know. Alexia's friends then send out like I guess like a flyer or something. This is open party, and Caitlin is crying and says, "My parents will slaughter me." Slaughter. Yeah. Interesting terminology. Plus, it's just like... There's some weird abuse like going parents, on at Caitlin's house. I mean, if people just started showing up at the house, I do feel like her parents would just be like, uh, We're calling leave. the police. Yeah. Or you can't come or, in. Or, yeah, like... Okay, so this is a girl that, like, these people presumably don't really know because Caitlin's, like, a nobody sophomore. So then they show up, and then the parents are there, and they're like... I mean, all right, so I guess right, we're leaving. I know. Yeah. I mean, what would be... <laughs> the ramifications know. of this, seemingly not that bad. Now, I do want to go back a little bit. You wake up that next morning, and it's like, oh, we didn't perform the switch last right. night. Well, I yeah, guess, like, Alexia in Haley's body is just rolling with it. Like, whoa, right. I guess we fell asleep, and I know. It's, today's a big day, but we'll <laughs> yeah. just deal with it. I, yeah, know. I know. That's the thing that I was like, well, but, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? I can't believe we fucked this up. Well, Haley in Alexia's body is like all melancholy and exactly. sad, and she's passing it off like, oh, well, I worked so hard on this presentation thing. I wanted to present it, but... The point of the movie is like, oh, she's sad because she thinks there's we're it's stuck. We're never switching back. This is what it, the movie Irreversible should have been about. <laughs> Instead of, I think the this, horrible things that it actually is. About. I think Wish Upon a Star is actually darker than Irreversible. <laughs> In some ways, it is. <laughs> That's a joke for I don't know who, no, no one. one who listens to this show, just for you. Um. I think I watched Irreversible with at least one listener. Okay. Haley in Alexia's body saves the day for Caitlin, though, because she just goes and lays the smack down on Alexia's friends and was like, you fucking cunts better fix this right now or I'm going <laughs> to slit your goddamn throat. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and they're just like quaking. Yep. Yeah. She's like, not only, you got it. Not only is this, can- this party fucking canceled, you're going to go over there and apologize. And they're like, <laughs> she's a sophomore. <laughs> But they're, she's like, I don't give a fuck. And they're, like, <laughs> they're like, all right, all right. I'm sorry. 
Kyle is pissed about what he saw go down with Simon and breaks up with Alexia. So he saw... I think we kind of glossed over the fact oh, that's that, true. that Kyle actually wit. We we got so wrapped up in the balls on Simon to yeah, kiss yeah. Alexia. We kind of forgot to mention that Kyle followed her out of the school and actually saw that happen. Right. And now He's he breaks like, up with her. Who was that dirty kid you were <laughs> letting kiss you? Who was that homeless guy? <laughs> Is that your dad? <laughs> Aside from that, though, everything seems to work out as far as the science presentation and everything that's going on with Alexia trying to get into college, which somehow comes back up again. She has to do like a, a speech or, I don't know, an interview, I guess, with Mittermiller, but then there's like college people. I don't know. She's got to bring her GPA from a It's two so to a vague three. and generic. <laughs> there's not a lot of classes left. Yeah, I don't know how you that's going to happen. She'd have to get like straight A's. I know. Well, part of it is like Haley in Alexia's body has been like tutoring Alexia in Haley's body. Right. So somehow she's just going to know all this stuff immediately. But whatever. It's kind of like in the Sandlot when fucking Smalls just one day goes by and now he's able to play baseball with all the kids. It's like, <laughs> right. okay, yes. well, he learned it all. We get it. This is how it works. Yeah, well, the the ins and outs of this plot shit, it's like, who cares? I don't care about Alexia's college ambition or well, Haley's science project or whatever. Yeah. I cared about when they switched bodies and then they were doing like shitty things and freaking out and all that. Like, what, what was going I on know. in their lives? I don't really care about. That's the thing. The stakes of it are shockingly low. You are kind of like, these two could have been stuck in each other's bodies for the rest of their lives, and who really cares? That would be an interesting TV show. Yeah. That, we should actually pitch that as a premise of a show. All a right. body swap thing, but it, the entire show is that. Yeah, and they're never switching back. But I think after like a while, you'd have to like maybe switch back and forth a couple of times or something okay. to, to keep it fresh. Right. Because a, after so much time... I think there's something there. We'll workshop it. It loses the interest of them switching if they're just each other, if they've switched forever. I mean, it's just like after a while, the viewers would get used to that. You gotta keep them on their toes. This really is a bonus episode. Don't you think that'd be a cool show, though? It's oh, never do. been done, I don't think. I don't think so. How many episodes do you dedicate before you do the switch to like setting up the characters? Or do you do they switch at the end of the I pilot? Think, yeah, I think that's it's got to be the end of the pilot episode. Oh my god, this sounds so good. Yeah, I feel like if we had a meeting with Amazon Prime or Netflix, we could pitch this. I know, but I feel like we'd start getting pressure in like the second season that they'd be like, "Okay, we need you to have them switch back." I'd be like, "Fine," <laughs> because in my head, I'd be like. This is getting to do a whole new body swap because True. by that point they'd be so established as each other that it's like switching again because they could like fuck each other's lives up so then they like switch back and they're like oh god damn it yeah okay I'm on board would it be better if they were twins or not twins I feel like not twins yeah that is better because then it's like who cares <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know twins actually do that switch back and exactly. forth I don't yeah. know who cares. But there's a sadness to this all, no matter how much everything's going well for them that day, because Haley and Alexia's body knows the truth, and eventually, in a very bizarre scene where they're like, let's just shoot this in the stands by a pool, where she right. just goes into that room with the pool, and you're like, A, why would she go in there, and B, why would Alexia in Haley's body know to look for her there? She's like, I'm looking, I've been looking for you everywhere. <laughs> it's like if I was looking for my sister, I wouldn't think, oh, maybe she's I know in the that, pool. You know, that did jump out to me too. That she was like, "I've been looking for you everywhere. I'm glad I finally found you here in the spot where by the pool. No one would be. Yeah. 
it's clear that they just wanted to explore the space. They got to film in an actual school, That's and they're right. like, well, there's a pool in this school. Let's use it. Yeah. Haley, in Alexi's body still, confesses that they're stuck. She tells her, I woke up last night. I saw a shooting star. I made a wish. And look at me. I'm still you, she yeah. says. I actually doubled down on the same wish. What do you mean? She's just like, I <laughs> wish there was Alexi Wheaton again. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. No tank bags. But now we get the big confession from Alexia. You weren't the only one who made a wish that night. Haley? Hi. What are you doing in here? I'm looking all over for you. Wow. Look at you. It's a thank you present. I knew you loved the dress. But check these out. Oh, I choose to match. Caitlin talked me into them. Mega bucks. So, what do you think? Do you like it? Of course I do. It's a reflection of my fashion sense. Did you live your life like that? Sure. But that's irrelevant. We're gonna switch back. Alex. <laughs> it's irreversible. We can't switch back. Of course we can. No, we can't. Why? Last night, when you were asleep, I made the wish. Look at me. I'm still you. You're still me. The, the same shooting star when I was with Kyle. I made a wish too. I wish. I made a wish that I was you. Why would you wish that? There I was, this, this C minus student. About to break up with my boyfriend over, over some self-imposed rule. I felt totally bored with myself and my friends and everything. I realized that I didn't have much of a shot at getting into college. And then <laughs> I look up on the balcony and I see, <laughs> I see my brainy, adventurous little sister <laughs> with all these interests, like conserving energy. <laughs> And listening to that awful music. And I knew you would never make the same mistakes I made. And I just, I wondered what it would be like to be Haley Wheaton. And then I saw the star. Why were you so mad when we switched places? First of all, I wasn't about to admit that I wanted to be you. And I mean, I panicked. I never actually thought that it would happen. I guess we made the same wish at the very same time. That's why it didn't work. Turns out Alexia 
wished for <sighs> to be Haley Wheaton. Yeah. <laughs> Realizing that it was their combined wishing that caused their switch, they sit outside and seeing a shooting star wish together to be themselves again. Opening their eyes, they are delighted to see their wish has come true. Yeah. They return to the Winter Festival where Alexia is crowned queen. She then dances on stage with her boyfriend, Kyle, while Haley finds their new neighbor, Simon, and dances with him. So that wraps up the movie. <laughs> Kyle's like, what about that guy I saw you with? Well, they explain it. I mean, yeah, she's she, like, it, don't it's... worry about it. <laughs> you know, whatever. Shut up, Kyle. Moonpools and Caterpillars plays at the dance. Oh, I mean, again, another fucking shooting star. I mean, this time it's an instant change. We kind of went into that earlier. Yeah. Why it, it took more, all night I, before I, right. and now it's instant? Yeah, it's there's stupid. more to get into there, but I, I, I do feel like maybe we've really covered the material of this movie. Even Alexia's lame-ass friends, they come back tails between their legs. All oh, yeah. like, we're sorry. We don't care about the rules except for Rule 9 and... Alexia, who is now actually Alexia, is like rule nine, even though it's like, well, she should know. That's <laughs> no, what I mean when I said rules. they don't do a great job when they switch back. It's like she doesn't actually seem to be Alexia still. Because she's like, rule nine. They're like, <laughs> the rule where it says we have to be friends forever. Oh, it's like, no. Oh, barf. Yeah. Kyle and Alexia get together. Alexia gets that crown. It's really cringy when she takes the crown off and then gives it to yeah, Haley that's at one point. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> It's an atrocity it's unlike anything like, I've ever seen. Why would Haley even care about this crown? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's not like fucking the end of Mean Girls where they break up the crown and they give it to everybody. It's right. like everybody is a queen. Haley never even cared about anything. Like yeah. what? <laughs> Come on. It's trying a little too hard I think so. to be something. But whatever. And then Simon obviously just stinks. <laughs> continues to stink. Should not be in the movie. Should be killed. Yeah. He looks like a guy. Let's be honest, that would bring a gun to school and start shooting the place up. Yeah, I mean, it's dark material, but 100% spot on. <laughs> What's his name? Like, Simon Small? Is it Simon yeah, Small? There's definitely alliteration. I'm, like, <laughs> trying to find it in my notes. <laughs> Just it pages down. and pages yeah. go by. I don't know. It was, like, Simon something. I, I I would think, like, Columbine would be, like, his middle name. He's the worst character in anything I've seen recently, that's for sure. This movie predates Columbine by three years, by the way. Yeah, post-Columbine. This movie is 23 years old. They wouldn't even include a character like Simon in a post-Columbine <laughs> movie because they just know what people would be thinking. <laughs> They're like, you know what? We can't. We took one look at this kid. Yeah, this yeah. kid is inspiring others to shoot up school. We right. shouldn't even be joking. I know, but it's like, listen, I, I don't think Simon had a very prolific career, okay, as an actor. Oh, no. <laughs> Phone <laughs> dropping. All right, well, we've already, like, hit... This is potentially our longest ever episode. Oh, my gosh. Don't say that. If this is longer than a Pulp Fiction episode... Well, no, no it's not going to be longer than four and a half hours or whatever that was, but combined but or, as far as single episodes this might be the longest oh boy i'm checking very quickly here to look at simon's career simon was played by a, a, an actor named matthew barker okay who actually was in a couple of things his most recent credit though was 2006 to 2007 he played a guy called Sid or something on Veronica Mars. Wow. So he, he obviously okay. was on multiple episodes if it was over 2006 to 2007. Wow, I can't believe Veronica Mars was on that long ago. That was the original run. It That's has good. come back. 
Yeah. And it's coming movie. back again, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's on Hulu or I don't know. Okay. Something. Anyway, um, whatever. He hasn't acted in over a decade, so yeah. it's over. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This is the Friday bonus. Expect a regular special Labor Day episode. Are we doing our recommendations this week? Or? Yes, we will do recommendations right now since we <laughs> forgot to do them. <laughs> Might as well <laughs> sneak time. them in real quick. What are you doing? What? What? Vincent stopped making picks. Well, how am I going to know what movies to see? We have a wide variety of gene picks. Gene's trash. I'm Gene. Do you want to go first and recommend uh, something? Sure, yeah, I have two. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. Well, I always only have one. I have one. three. Okay. <laughs> I could have had four because right. I, I did have some in mind for the last episode. I just didn't say them. So for me, right now, really in on Mindhunter Season 2. I have not started it yet. I, I can't really wait. am in on it, yeah. There's a, a couple things that I, I wanted more out of. Just wrapped it up last night, and but I was really in on it. You know, like it's yeah. just such a cool show. And then the other thing, so you know, that's it's sort a of, Netflix show. Right, that's the mainstream. Uh, pick for they me. did season one like what two years ago, probably. Yeah, 2017. And it's David Fincher's involved. It's about like the I think FBI he directed the first episode again, like the process to yeah track serial killers and serial killers i think he directed like three or four episodes of the second season it's not a main part of this season but something that's really cool is they actually interview charlie manson same actor tex watson same actor playing charlie manson who plays him in once upon a time in hollywood is that right yeah is it oh yeah i thought you were messing same actor so there's some really cool scenes around that, and then like the actual story that they're following the season is is pretty cool too. And then my other one is something I watched for the first time from one of my all time favorite directors, but I just had never seen this before. Paul Thomas Anderson, Hard Eight, streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, pretty cool movie. Wildly ambitious for a first movie. Has John C. Riley, Gwyneth Paltrow, Samuel Samuel Jackson, Jackson and. Uh, Philip Baker Hall? Yeah. So, but like, really cool movie. I mean, obviously, Paul Thomas Anderson, I think, is just one of the greatest directors out there. And it's kind of been sitting on my radar for a long time that I need to see this. So that's available on Amazon Prime. Yeah. I I think Criterion is putting it out eventually. It just hasn't happened yet. Nice. They haven't announced it. I mean, I think they need PTA to like come in and actually like do it, do the stuff with it. It's just taking a long time for him to dig out okay. all the old materials but so that was my two my three we'll start with a theatrical release that we just saw ready or not it just came out starring I, I, I Samara weaving this as well yeah look it's not as funny as i wanted it to be it's not as crazy as i wanted it to be it's really hard i think nowadays for me to like hit that level of yeah. like what i'm wanting out of things it needs to be like <laughs> so crazy yeah but it's fun Samara Weaving is great. I think she has that potential to possibly be a big star. I don't know if it'll happen or not. This is like the moment where it could happen. I knew her from a couple of things leading into this. She is going to be in the new Bill and Ted movie, I think playing the daughter of uh, not Keanu Reeves, the other guy. Yeah. I can't remember his okay. name off the top of my head. But if you've seen the trailers, you kind of know what it's about. It's this insane hide-and-seek game. It's really like a a takedown of the ultra rich. I do think that they tried to like force a little bit of the political commentary a little a little bit. It's okay. like okay, we well, get you'll it. have that. Especially during this age. There's a few fun 
gross out moments. I really yeah. was a little disappointed in the ending. Okay, yeah. I I'm, wanted a better payoff there, but it's fun and I, still and I like it. I thought it was pretty funny. Oh I, yeah, there's definitely funny parts. I unfortunately sure. found myself being like I just wish some of this stuff wasn't in the trailer. Like, some of the stuff from the trailers that were funny that made me want to see this were still some of my favorite. Like, all the stuff with, like, the, the sister character being horrible, like, yeah. killing people. They basically included all of that in the trailer. Yeah, I, still I mean, it it, movie, I think it was but. one of those things where it doesn't have a huge star in it. Like, Andy McDowell's in it, Adam Brody's in it. Right. But, like, there's no huge star True. in it. And it's a low-budget movie that they were hoping for some buzz so they put it out in like 2,500 theaters, which is a, a wide release. It's not like as big as possible, though. And, you know, they're hoping to get people to see it. So they really went for it on the trailer. True. Which sucks for us because we see so many movies that we saw that trailer like a million times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so we knew all the parts uh, backwards and forwards. But yeah, it's still pretty cool. I would recommend checking it out while it's in theaters because honestly, this year has been kind of lame as far as original non-pre-existing intellectual properties two movies made over 100 million in the u.s that weren't pre-existing things from pre-existing things and that's once upon a time in hollywood and us everything else is that was successful was like avengers or superheroes or whatever so i don't know i think anything that's even remotely decent i'm definitely going to be pushing people to check it out I, i also liked scary stories to tell in the dark it wasn't amazing but it was more geared towards younger people anyway and i i thought it was kind of cool and i'm i'm looking forward to them potentially doing a sequel there True. and they announced that netflix is hurrying into production a sequel to the babysitter that samara weaving oh, wow. was in i don't know if she's going to be in the sequel if she's not then i would say my interest drops about a hundred percent yeah but if I, she is then i will definitely I did enjoy her it. in this movie i loved her kicking ass in the converse and like torn wedding dress yeah. Just a great look. It reminded me of Kill Bill. It reminded me of The Bloodstained Bride, which I have right, on right. Blu-ray. Yeah. I have a movie called The Bloodstained wow. Bride. Yeah. Or it's the, no, The Blood Spattered Bride. Okay. Sorry. But Either yeah, way. it was very like iconic looking. I'm going to recommend the new Taylor Swift album as well. Wow. Lover. Okay. Not as good not as heard. 1989, but better than Reputation. A couple of really killer songs. All right. Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince is one of my favorites. All right, I'll download it on my way out the door tonight. <laughs> the singles are all good, too. The Archer, Lover, the one with the guy from Panic at the Disco I'm not like a huge fan of. But, I mean, it's a few too many tracks, I will say that. I don't know how many the actual CD has, but I know on Spotify it's like 18 songs. Oh, wow. It, it definitely could be a few less than that. Yeah. And then my last is going to be a book. <laughs> so oh, I'm going no. all over the place. Multimedia. Movie. Album. And we'll end it on a book called My Year of Rest and Relaxation by Otessa Moshfeg. Wow, I wish I could have a year like that. It's a crazy book. It takes place, uh, it starts in the year 2000 in New York City. And it's about a really attractive girl that looks like a model. Wow, how about that? Who basically just lives on drugs to sleep. So she just takes all different kinds of drugs to sleep as much as possible and tries to check out of life entirely. Wow, you relate to this character. It's funny. I first heard of this book because she was a guest on Brady Snellis' podcast, but this is a book that I've seen like a lot of celebrity chicks put on Instagram and stuff. It's it's definitely hipster and popular. Gotcha. But she definitely emulates Brady Snellis' style, and it, 
she did write this thing about less than zero for some publication. So, I mean, she's definitely like a fan. And so she was on this podcast and I guess like Margot Robbie bought the movie rights to this. So she might be playing the lead character if it gets made in time. I, I don't know how much older I'm in on this. She could be, but it all builds towards this ending, which is definitely like hinted towards if you pay attention throughout the book, but like it all builds for this last page, this last chapter that's so well put together and well conceived that it makes everything that comes before it like make sense. And you're like, okay, I kind of get what we were building towards now. And it definitely reminded me of the sequel to Lesson Zero Imperial Bedrooms, which all built towards like this ending. And I don't know, it just stuck with me for a long time. I, I, I don't read nearly as much as I should these days, but that was one that I read. And since it potentially could be a movie in the future, I figured I'd throw it out there All right, as a random recommendation. So we got five total in this Friday bonus. Like I said, <laughs> if you if this insanely long t- <laughs> no more bonus discussion <laughs> on a TV movie that aired on Disney in the 90s is not enough for you, then you're in luck because there will be a regular episode coming your way soon. <laughs> I will say it's a big one. I it's think an, so. It's an important one. It's in the DNA of this show. It's oft-referenced, I would say, by me. Certainly. It's an important movie to both of us. I will give one hint. We did a movie by this director not that long ago, which is not something we generally... We try to avoid that, but this is a special circumstance. This movie always reminds me of that like Labor Day weekend, that like end of summer. Yeah, there's something thing. I'll I'll say a piece about it. There's some yeah, (laughs) not in this (laughs) episode. But no, no, I'm just saying. Oh, when we do that episode, I'll I'll reveal something about. There's something. There's one fact about that movie. It's not a fact. (laughs) There's something about that movie that I always like associate like one thing with from like my life. Yeah, it's certainly a big movie, I think, in the lives of a lot of yeah. guys our age. It's definitely a guy's movie. I'm not going to make any bones about that, make any excuse. Yeah. But I think girls can enjoy it, too. Oh, I think so. Because it's more of a universal truth about getting older. Right. <laughs> Coming of age. The horrors of it. <laughs> so that's a little teaser for the regular episode. When are we going to do another Friday bonus? Well, maybe sooner than you think. Wow. Who knows? Yeah. But if you're like, oh, this is way too much content, then, you know, fuck you. It's free. Don't listen to it then. But I th- I think this was a, a fun episode. We'll see. It's I, I would also say that Friday bonuses are, like, times to be experimental. So it's like, well, if this is more of a jokey thing, then... Okay. Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. It feels experimental. All right, so thanks for listening, and we will talk to you again real soon.
The next one's a little harder. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get into character. You got to guess who it is, though. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. Uh, duh, hey, duh, if you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. Could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now, if I find out you're fucking duh, finished. Who, who's that? That's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me. That's why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time, because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my 